We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Are you crying? No. Are you crying? Are you crying? There's no crying. There's no crying in baseball. You think football is still fun? Uh, yes. Sir. Yes, no. No? Sir, sir, uh, it was fun. Not anymore, though, is it? Is it? No, not by No, it's not fun anymore. Not even a little bit. Just look at that. He hit the fall. That gets a free stay. <laughs> you having fun yet? Oh, yeah. I'm having a blast. Thanks. Good. All right, welcome back to Big Screen Sports, the podcast where all movies are sports movies. I am your host, Kyle Banduho. This will be a very quick intro because we have a very long episode. I want to shout out our big, chill, producer-level patrons from the Big Screen Sports Patreon group. That is Aaron Figueroa, Mike Schubert, Steve Rogers, Ken Frost, Mike D, Ryan Yeager, Mike Therese, Chris Mykoski, John Craig, Sam Smith, Zacharis, Class Saving Fire, Jason Alva, Stephen DeBow, Dan McFall, Kevin Inkleman, Mac Lindsay, Kurt Ridgey, Robert Dove, Andrew Teagle, Real One Balagoon, Jeff Esses, Anthony Scaffone, and Taylor Logan. Biggest thanks to them and all of our patrons for supporting this show. Uh, big month next month in big screen sports. We've got a great theme month. Patrons are going to be participating in a live watch. Really looking forward to that. Uh, this episode is fun as the second of our alien and aliens back to back. And this one has a fun twist. Caroline is hosting. So let's tune into me, Caroline Darney talking aliens. All right. Welcome to another episode of big screen sports. Uh, hopefully you can tell that this is not Kyle Vanduho, but this is Caroline Darney, and I am guest hosting, special hosting, but don't worry, uh, the man with the plan who will keep me in line and make sure that I hit all of the right things and do everything right is still here, but we uh, decided to switch it up a little bit um, for tonight's episode because I am a psycho, and this is my favorite movie in the entire world, so Kyle offered up hosting responsibilities, so hopefully everything goes smoothly, but Kyle, how are you? Caroline, first time, long time, excited to be here, really looking forward to hearing about this movie, and uh, I'm just, I'm excited for you to just live your truth and and really go all out talking about, talking about this movie. Kyle, where can the people find you? What do they know you from? Um... (laughs) Well, this, <laughs> pretty much just this, <laughs> this, I guess. Um, yeah, if I, if I need to do any housekeeping things, let me know. But um, we alluded to it, didn't even allude to it. We should sure have told you last week uh, when we did the 1979 classic horror sci-fi alien. Um, uh, this week, we are doing the 1986 sequel, the aptly named and annoying to 
uh, enunciate when you're trying to illustrate which one you're talking about, but Aliens, the James Cameron sequel to the Ridley Scott original. Uh, like I said, 1986, I think it was a summer movie. Uh, yeah, July of 1986, Aliens, after floating in space for 57 years, Lieutenant Ripley, uh, Re- Lieutenant Ripley's shuttle is found by a deep space salvage team. Upon arriving at LV-426, the Marines find only one to really skip a whole bunch in this recap. I copy pasted it. Essentially, uh, she's found, they end up having to go back to LV-426 because there's a colony that's been established there. Uh, and shockingly, they lost contact with the people that thought? were living. Yeah, who would have thought? Uh, on the same moon that the derelict spacecraft was found in Alien. Uh, when they get there, they find only one survivor, a nine-year-old girl named Newt. Uh, but even these battle-hardened Marines with all the latest weaponry are no match for the hundreds of aliens that have invaded the colony. Uh, it stars Sigourney Weaver, Bill Paxton, and arguably his best role, maybe my favorite role of his. Uh, we can get into that, but he is iconic in this movie. Uh, Michael Bean, uh, Lance Henriksen, and <clears throat> Paul Reiser. We will have plenty <laughs> to say about Paul Reiser. Uh, it has a Rotten Tomatoes of 98%. I just want to have a word with the people that made the 2%, not Same 100. Same as the original, if I remember yeah. correctly. Um, so I, I opened that and I was like, hell yeah, let's go. Uh, so And I think it's a 96 or 94% audience, but the, the review rating is 98%. Um, I'm a little confused. I'm going with like a 77 to 80 million gross revenue. I think it made 130 to 150. It's a lot harder to find the like revenue numbers from things that were released in the 80s i did some probably also cleaned up on on vhs and dvd too or if you're made blu-ray yes Uh, this is a movie that i owe you have the the quad the quadrology quadrology i think is what they called it so thank goodness in the apocalypse i can get uh i can get everything humming and and watch alien resurrection because that'll be you know I just um, pictured you firing up a generator in like a dust bowl and just yes, trying to get trying just, to get like a big a big TV fired up so you can yes. watch Alien. <laughs> like I gotta watch it, guys, even though I know every line by heart and like can just basically do a, a one woman show. Um Kyle, when was the first time you saw this movie? Um and what's your like familiarity with it before we started doing this? So I saw it as a teenager um at a friend's house. And it, it was just like, it's late night, let's throw it on. I had not seen, I, mean, I think I said this last week, I saw this before I saw Alien. Um, I think I might have seen Alien versus Predator before I saw this. Like, I, I, I haven't done this <laughs> so, the right so way. So the, the correct order, you and <laughs> You're like, who are these guys? <laughs> Isn't Alien versus Predator a prequel, if I remember correctly? Like, it's it like takes place before, maybe? It is, you know, it's hard to tell because we don't know what, really the vibe is on earth like because alien versus predator is on earth yeah and they find like a temple in like the arctic if i remember correctly it's been a while since i saw it but lance henriksen is in it yeah i think it takes place earlier so i might have done actually done this right (laughs) but um (laughs) i i didn't have the appreciation for this i so i saw it as a teenager i think it i went many years without seeing it i caught it on cable a few times like bits and pieces but I would say probably end of end of college or as I was like getting out of college, I did it. I think it did an HBO run. It did. It did a movie channels run. And it yeah, was yeah, I yeah. remember this because it was in the period where I had just got a new cable provider and they kind of like give you some of the movie yep. channels for oh, a few months. And I remember yep. that's when I watched it. And and this rips and revisiting it, especially coming off 
watching the first one. Mm. Two um, not completely different movies, but extremely different movies yeah. that both rip on different ends of the spectrum. Like they're, yeah, they're both so good. We, we talked about like Alien is my favorite horror movie. Like that is a horror movie. Like it yes. is a tense, creepy, scare. Like, you know, people are being hunted around the ship and you don't you know. This is a straight up action movie. And I think it's one of, I mean, it should, and it was, it's one, it's regarded as one of the best, like, action movies of the 80s which i think even is more complimentary than like normally would be because the 80s feels like action movies um but it's actually sigourney weaver was nominated for uh best actress oscar in 1987 for this which is like unreal but that that's where we were talking about this a little bit before we started that's where like the Oscars like fuck up a lot. Not a, like I'm sure these performances are good, but in not just honoring the movies that everyone has seen and are yeah. really good. Like yeah. it just they try to find something like The Shape of Water. Water won a Best Picture a couple years ago. Like come yeah. on, folks, no one's seeing that movie again. I I this is and we talked about this right before we started, but I'm still mad. I try and watch as many of the Best Picture nominees as possible, and a lot of times they are really good movies, but also a lot of times they're just like. I can be a little stuffy. Like, I don't know. Like, it's half of them I wouldn't consider the best thing that I watched that year. Like, mm-hmm. it was a perfectly fine, well-made, well-acted movie. But it's like, I don't know. It The one that made me, Triangle of Sadness, the satire, I absolutely, I, I was so excited about watching that movie. And I just absolutely hated it. And I love satires. I love that kind of, like, you know, look at yourself. I just, I really wish I liked it a lot more. And I don't, it's, it's just, it was not for me. So I get kind of like, this wasn't, Aliens wasn't even nominated. And I get that, but this was a great movie. It was mm-hmm. well acted. It was exciting. It's it's well paced, like the whole thing. So I get really like defensive about it because I love this movie so much that this is, so for me, I think, you know, it's a hall of fame for me because this is probably my favorite movie of all time. I don't know how this happened. Like my dad showed it to me and my sister when we were little, um probably and i'm when i say little i mean like nine ten like i was like new i would this movie (laughs) while being kind of gruesome i would be more willing to show to a younger child than the first one because the first one is just like nightmare city yes there's still a lot of like the scene where the face huggers are released into the room yeah um that's terrifying like that still gives me anxiety um and there's some moments where you're like oh buddy like that's But mostly this is an action movie. It just kicks mm-hmm. ass and like they try and figure out what to do. And there's a lot of fight scenes and et cetera, et cetera. But um, where does this rank when it comes to like action movie, sci-fi movie for you, like on your big list? It's like, it's damn good. Like it's a Hall of Fame movie. It's it's hard to like think, oh, something, this such and such movie is better than this. Like, can you watch yeah. this again? It's almost 40 years old and it's like it holds up yeah (laughs) but it it holds up really well um it's kind of it's interesting i think it holds up like i really like the terminator but if you're just looking at what james cameron did in the he goes terminator this the abyss and then t2 and i think 92 and t2 is kind of a different level of special effects that was groundbreaking at the time but just even this to terminator holds up so much better like i i like the terminator but this is I mean, this is top tier. It's just so 
it's so funny. We said the same thing. We'll probably like do this a lot, like compare them. Yeah. But we said the same thing about Alien last week about how well it holds up. And if this was released this year, like it, it still the the pacing, how the the story, everything, and and this is the exact same way. Like it's still just as fun to watch now yeah. as it would have been in 1986. Yeah, and I think the other part of it too is it's like it's just the pacing you mentioned, and they wouldn't have had to cut out. So they, he, I watched the extended edition. Um, you did not have that one. I did send you all of my favorite clips on YouTube you so that you, you can, did. <laughs> so you can watch the ones, the, the biggest, the biggest and best ones that when I talk about them, you know what I'm talking about. Um, but the extended edition is like two hours and 34 minutes or something versus I think it's two hours and 15 or 17 um, for the regular, the theater, the theatrical release. And essentially when it came in at two, two thirty five the studios were like absolutely not that that we can't like that was like unheard of and would like kill your ability to bring people in and have them see the movie and then in the 80s i guess so now he could release it in full and like the biggest thing that you miss from the theatrical release um you get a little bit more backstory on newt you get a little bit more backstory on how much of a total piece of shit carter burke is huge um, piece of shit. huge one of the one of the biggest movie villains I have all time. I think like one of he's the gotta be up there. pieces of shit. He's awful. Um, and then you get a couple cool like turret scenes, and you get a Bill Paxton like hype speech on the dropship on the way down, which is great. Um, but it's I funny think- that they said that like going going too long would kill like kill your ability to bring people to the box office because. 11 yeah. years later, I think James Cameron hit a billion dollars at the box office with a movie that was three hours and 14 minutes long. Is that Avatar? Titanic. Oh, Titanic. That's Titanic right. is three yes. hours and 14 minutes. Remember the double VHS? Oh, 100%. Is there, was there an intermission? No, not for Titanic. There not was, for a, Titanic. There was an intermission so. for Gettysburg. Yeah, yeah. I saw Gettysburg in the theater and they had a break. They had like a, cause that was like four hours. So they all had the a break dads could hours. go in the lobby yeah. and talk. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Did you see what they did with the, with the main? Um, I loved, I loved that movie though. I'm talking about Jeff Daniels. That is the weirdest cast, best cast like role for him. It's like the guy from arachnophobia is going to be Joshua Chamberlain. When we um, do, uh, we'll do war month eventually. Yeah. <laughs> incredible uh i think we agree hall of fame this is easy peasy um and so this is not going to surprise you but and this is kind of what kick-started me taking over this hosting bit because i kept texting kyle bits of trivia (laughs) and there were ones that i hadn't even like not i wasn't even in imdb looking them up these are things that i've just like know over time from like watching just ingrain them in your brain yeah and so unsurprisingly this is a rich text um there aren't as many like would have cast or like other casting ones that I found. And I didn't dig too deep because the biggest one, obviously Ripley, like you're going to have Bill Paxton ran into um, James Cameron, I think is the story like soon after the movie was announced and he kind of like quipped like, Oh, write me a good part type thing. Um, And so that's kind of, he had him in mind for Hudson. Um, And then you have, and then he repaid the favor. Uh, 15 years later, <laughs> wait, what? Bill James helped Bill out with a role, and then Bill helped James out with something equally as important. Dude, we were talking about this. If you guys haven't heard the story, I think this is one of the wildest bits of like pop 
I don't even know if you want to call it pop culture trivia or just like general. I, I just I can't trivia. believe they have it on video. I can't believe they have the moment on video. It is a treasure. So as we know, like James Cameron's a bit like he wasn't just like oh I'm going to make a movie about Titanic. Like he is extraordinarily interested in the Titanic and deep sea diving, and he actually has done multiple like he has a little submarine and he goes down and looks at the wreck like this whole thing and as the story goes and again there's video he was doing one of these dives on 9-11 and when he surfaced bill paxton is the person who told him about the terrorist attacks of 9-11 and it is the wildest it's wild it's incredible it's like i i wish there was also I wish we had the same footage. I don't I don't know if you remember. I think I've talked about it before that Jared Leto was just on an island when COVID happened. Like I don't what? know if he was with his the cult I'm sure he's leading or whatever, <laughs> but he was he was in a remote island with no contact and he showed back up to the mainland and apparently found out that we were in the middle of a pandemic. That's incredible. It'd be pretty fucking wild. I know Bill Paxton, I think it passed since then, but it'd be pretty wild if it was also if Bill, Bill Paxton, Paxton was there. Who was Bill like, Paxton. Oh my God, Jared, Jared it's terrible. <laughs> Jared, it's terrible. I love Bill Paxton so much. Um, So not a lot of like fun casting ones. There is one casting change that happened. So James Remar was initially cast and shot scenes as Hicks, as Corporal Hicks. Uh, he was busted with drugs who was busted by the cops he got arrested for a drug possession uh and unfortunately he did he like a lot i think like a lot of actors or people in the 80s he had a, a drug problem in the 80s uh so he was unable to finish shooting this film <laughs> so they brought in michael bean who had just done terminator with james cameron um and then also i think he went on to do abyss the abyss with james cameron as well like he's Mm -hmm. he's one of the james cameron guys so that was really the only um casting change that i could find um what do you think of when you think of james remar god there's a couple these two are the things i think of that are not remotely what i should probably think of him for but um dexter he was dexter's Mm -hmm. dad yes he was um and then he also had like a really weird Samantha's creepy boyfriend role on Sex in the City. This I know because I remember when Jacqueline was watching it, I saw yeah. him and I was like, "Oh, it's James Remar." Who what for am I me supposed to know him from? He well, you're not supposed to know him for this, and I'm sure he, but he is uh, in Too Fast, Too Furious. <gasps> he he's is, the cop. and he's. I always think when uh, when Brian and Tyrese do their first challenge for Carter Verone, and oh they've got God. the trackers, he's like, "Those punks are running." Yes. Uh, he, he's, he's oh, great. yes. That is he's great. But the fun part is, and it's hard to tell because I think it's just a scene. So when they enter the alien nest for the first time, that's actually still, there's a, there's one shot or something that's actually still James Remar in the movie, but they edited it. It was like a, he's, it's the back of his head type thing. So you don't like see him in the background because they hadn't gotten, they already shot some of that, but they hadn't gotten Michael Bean there, and they couldn't reshoot that one thing. And so he is Bean technically is perfect in this role too. Perfect. I mean, he he's doing the thing from Terminator, kind of yes. like guiding this woman, teaching her how to fight, and things like that. Like it's yeah. really the same thing. It's honestly yeah. kind of crazy that James Cameron did not think of him first. right. That he didn't automatically like bring him over. So the, and what's cool, I think that Michael Bean does so well with the character is the character absolutely evolves and grows throughout this throughout the movie because when he when it starts and they're on the like spaceship the ship the big ship before they take the drop ship down um i believe that's the sulaco i get them that's the one thing i still get a little confused um 
he's like one of the dudes he's like high-fiving he's joking around they're like telling stories like all that stuff and as soon as he needs to like step up he's like making plans he's making decisions he's helping her he's teaching her stuff like i love that part of the character development that makes me very happy um i have a question for you yeah did you need to see them make out (laughs) dude (laughs) so every single time as they like put him in his little sleepy freezer i'm like (laughs) of course like i would be like of course I go to space and almost die again. And I meet the babiest babe, not babiest, like, but like a babe who I can't even make out with because he gets like acid burned and put in the space freezer before he comes to again. Like what kind of world is this? Like, this it's is so tough. unfair. Like I would like try and push off this, the sleep just for a bit. Like we should make sure he's okay. <laughs> we should make sure he's awake and that all that heals well, just to like, I just, it's the, uh, it's like rogue one. Really. I was about like, to I say it's this. Ripley and Jin or so. <laughs> like I do all of this because knowing in alien three to or alien cubed um that they just kill him off like without any you know he's he doesn't he doesn't even make it i have the... i have some alien three thoughts <sighs> well i think it's that but yeah i was very disappointed i was like there the other one of the other deleted scenes i think it's a deleted scene is when they exchange first names and it's definitely one that they could have like that they could have cut out because um she's about to go in and save newt and he's like she says something and says like Hicks, and he's like Dwayne. He's du- his name is Dwayne. Dwayne Hicks. Dwayne. <laughs> and she's like Ellen. <laughs> <laughs> and it's this really funny like, okay, make sure you come back, Ellen. And it's like a fun fl- like it's it's flirting. It's just like when they exchange a the little the little watch, and mm-hmm. he's like, it doesn't mean we're engaged or anything. <laughs> um, it's fair. That's like such. I was like, yes, Hicks, yes. Um, but anyway, yeah, I definitely would have. Damn it. Damn it for Ripley. I know. Um, okay, some more trivia. Uh there are two things I absolutely love about choices they made for filming, one of which is the scene where you first meet the space marines. Um, was one of the last scenes that they shot because they wanted everyone to have that camaraderie, like they were like buddies and pals. Um, and the other part of it was they put all of the main space marines like the grunts quote unquote grunts through two weeks of sas training with like british special forces um apone joined them for one week of that the last week and then they did not have ripley burke or gorman go through it in order to create that like kind of separation between like what they experience so it's like the grunts go through the most hard work then you have like the enlisted leadership that has that part with them that they shared but not quite the same level and then the like contractor officer level that's like i didn't do any of that stuff but i'm going to come in here and tell you what to do um so i love because i think that dynamic is perfect throughout it is it is and i love stuff like that that's like the saving private ryan thing where yeah. matt damon didn't go through any of the spoiler alert if you haven't seen saving private ryan but matt matt damon is private ryan and he didn't he didn't what? go through any of the training with them or anything. I also love the actors go through military training thing. There is a uh, yeah. Ron. They did a running diary. Ron Livingston did like a running diary for the Band of Brothers filming. That's actually really enjoyable in like ten parts. It's great. Oh, wow, it's great of like them going through their training and stuff like that. Yeah. And there's there's a part where they have to <laughs> where like they give the officers they give like so like Ron Livingston and. Um, the guy who plays Damian Lewis and like a couple of the other officers, um, they give them like a map 
in the middle of the night to find something like they have to, you know, they have to go find something in the wilderness, wherever they're training. And Ron Livingston, is just like, I'm fucking terrible at this. <laughs> That's amazing. It's a yeah, real treat. I, I w- wish they had filmed this, this training from alien. Yeah. Oh, Aliens. I bet it was just like the wildest, um, combination. Well, the other fun, like kind of casting thing is the guy who played frost. Um, who I absolutely loved. He actually tried to do, um, he had a role in full metal jacket. So full metal jacket filmed the same time in the same location. And so, um, there was a lot of like over, like the crews hung out together and the actors hung out together, but he was supposed to be basically, um, Stanley Kubrick was like, I need you for the whole first week for full metal jacket. And then Cameron was like, I need him for the whole second week. That's fine with me. Like just, I need the second week. And like that wouldn't have worked. So like Frost ended up doing aliens. I, I think it's said in the thing that it like aliens wrapped. I don't think it had come out. Maybe it was, maybe it was something as dramatic as it had already come out and they were still filming full metal jacket. And so he kind of like made the right choice, but um, yeah, I love that they did that piece of it. Um, so I usually, and this is just like a weird thing with me, but like, I usually on these, I don't say fuck, but we're going to do it today in honor. Of- <laughs> it's not like I never say it. I say it all the time, like in my real life. I don't know what it is about, but so, the, so fuck is said 25 times in this movie. I don't know if that's extended version or regular, um, but 18 of them are Bill Paxton. <laughs> I was, that was going to be my next question. How many are Bill Paxton? <laughs> Which I love that that's a part that they were like, and for those keeping track at home, I think Ripley only says it once. Um, and it's at Carter Burke, which he deserves. Yes. Uh, and apparently he apologized to Carrie Henn, the little girl who played Newt, like every time he swore in front of her. And she's like, it's okay. And, and apparently she didn't even, she's like, I don't even know what this stuff means. So it doesn't matter to me. <laughs> um, there are two, you know, I said this before, I love an accurate countdown. And there are two in this movie. Um so when Apone is like 10 seconds to like when they're going into the nest for the first time and they're mm-hmm. in the little like crazy armored vehicle thing, uh, it's actually 10 seconds. And then the very end on the countdown when it says you have 15 minutes to self-destruct, it's an actual 15 minutes from that time in real time. Oh, I love that. That I rules. Those. Yeah, those are fun facts. Um, so I think I mentioned this last week for Ian Holm, but I was wrong. It was for this week. Lance Henriksen absolutely got food poisoning because they unlike on alien alien did actually actually did not use any milk or milk-based products to do the android blood um they did for this and it sat under lights for like days they did filming for this and he got like really bad food poisoning and like people wouldn't come near him some also like the smell of it was apparently horrible of like the actual like product but yeah he got real sick it looks like it smells bad i, I texted you I know. This. like when he's getting ripped apart by the alien i'm just like i bet it stinks and it's so much mm-hmm. it's so much the other thing from that scene that always makes me laugh not laugh like there's a goof in that scene if you will um when his top half is thrown and he's trying to catch newt um he's he leans really he has to lean further than i think he anticipated and you can see the hole in the floor like where the rest of his body is where he's standing because just like his upper torso is like out of the floor <laughs> and every time we watch it we're like there it is, <laughs> there it is. i it. feel like i feel like today when i watched it that they had done some like post like when they made the blu-ray they had gone in and like edited it but i still found a little i was like that's where it is um and see what else we got oh literally everyone hated burke the character 
um his sister was so mad at him when she saw that she actually hit him like on the shoulder like physically hit him like after one of the scenes um like not punch him in the face but like you know like hit him in the shoulder like a sibling um this was tough for me as someone who loves paul riser i so i actually watched like what is it um mad about you um when it came out and like all that stuff i couldn't watch it after this movie like i i hate him with the fires of a thousand suns from this i am i am just a boy standing in front of a podcast audience begging anybody else in this world to watch the show red oaks so i can talk about it with them <laughs> i love red oaks so much and he's in it and he's great uh just, oh, he was so good in this He's in a lot. He's Stranger Things. Remember he's in Stranger Things? He is, things? yeah. Yeah, and he showed up, and I was like, I don't trust him. Whatever <laughs> he's doing, I don't trust him. Um, so his mother um, was happy that his character died, and apparently Sigourney Weaver uh, would give everyone flowers the day that their character died in, in shooting, um, and she gave him a dead bouquet. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Which I <laughs> That's love. That's tough. That's tough stuff. Um, this is one of my absolute favorite bits of trivia. This is the one that I thought I knew and I double checked after I told you that I was like, no, it's fun fact trivia from Caroline. Um, the hand trick with the knife that um, Bishop does, they didn't tell Bill Paxton that they were going to put his hand underneath. Um, and so that was like his, I mean, he obviously rolled with it, but that was a lot of his actual reaction. Like, whoa, 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 hey, hey, hey. And obviously he can't do it that fast. They speed it up and post whatever. And you can only tell if you look at a pone, he kind of like is laughing really fast. He's like, ha, 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 whatever. <laughs> but that's really like the only spot that you can tell like that. Cause they, when they did a reshoot, I guess when they first did it, it looked way too obvious that it was sped up because someone walked by in the background. Um, and so when they did the reshoot is when they decided to put Bill Paxson's hand underneath. Um, and he actually did like Nick, his finger with the knife. So I would have, I would have had the same reaction. I would have been incredibly nervous. Oh, man. Um, they customized their own body armor. Love that. Love that. So there's a few, I think someone's wife's name was Louise. And so it's Louise on it. And like, so it it was a cool way for them to like, again, get into the like space Marines vibes. Um, and this may be my favorite one. I did not know until today when Ripley drops one of the flares going into save new at the end, it highlights her Reebok shoe and they still sell that shoe. And it's called the alien stomper, which I just learned. And they are basically sold out everywhere. So I have to put an alert on goat and, uh, they actually have one that's yellow and like black with like the loader at the end. So, um, it makes name? sense that they're sold out because I would have expected by now that you would have, you would have purchased. Them. Oh yeah. Absolutely. There's multiple times where I've thought about, I need to find my coveralls. I think that's, I could probably could use just my flight suit. Um, but it's a, I've of, often thought about doing a Ripley costume. And uh, you sh- I think, yeah, you should. Yeah. I mean, when people are listening to this tomorrow is Halloween. So maybe, yeah, true. maybe tomorrow is the day. <laughs> I did think of a costume for the dogs though. What are, what are we going with? Well, I think I'm going to put Bennett in my goose t-shirt and put Maverick in my flight vest. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I love that it's so very much. easy. I, I might do a full shows? Uh, we'll find out. He did not <laughs> like the birthday crown. I'll tell you that. He looked very sad in that picture. <laughs> um, so we will figure that out. And that has been trivia. Um, we'll take That's a quick trivia. ad break and be back after that. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right. Uh, welcome back. And we're going to go right into what worked. Uh, I think this is pretty easy to come up with stuff, but what uh, what worked for you, Kyle? I like that James Cameron took a horror movie and turned it into just a pure fighting an unbeatable beast action movie. Just yeah. took like took this piece of IP that already existed and did something kind of kind of different with it. Yeah, I think that's I think it's really exciting, and I think it's really especially like now that we live in remake and in sequel world where that's all that comes out. The fact that this is that he just I don't it wasn't like a one eighty. I don't know what's less than a one eighty, but yeah, certainly yeah. like certainly like we're skewing the other way. I'm doing what I do well. Um, the you know, same thing like he did with the Terminator and, and kind of really similar vibes. Like James Cameron loves a badass woman who's going to yeah. defend herself against an un- unkillable monster. And he, he crushed it. Like it is a top tier action movie. Well, and I think the other part of it is like he built out cause you're right. He took IP that existed, but he built out from what we got in alien mm-hmm. and gave us something extremely attached, but very new. So he took the, and it, I don't even think it, I was going to say it was a little heavy handed, but I don't even think that it is in the sense that later when the whole scene where Hudson is like, they're trying to figure out, okay, we've seen the eggs. We've seen the big guys, like where are the eggs coming from? Like mm-hmm. how does, and they're like, Oh, it's like ants. She's like bees, you idiot. Um, but he's right that there's like, okay, so they put together this, I don't know what you call it, like ecosystem mm-hmm. <laughs> of aliens and kind of like, how would they survive? How would they build this out? What kind of like roles do they have? And I love that they took something that we got literally two total aliens in the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, one-ish, if you kind of like think about the life cycle of it. But, yeah. you know, like you had one face hugger and you had one growing sentry uh, type alien. And like he took that and just multiplied it and made it kick gas. And so it's just incredible what he was able to do. And there's a few things that are similar that we'll talk about that. I, I have a very, very short list for like, quote, what didn't work. And it's very, they're all like, it's very nitpicky. Um, but yeah, I agree. This is like, it's remarkable what he did. He took, it kicks so much ass. Like mm-hmm. it is so good. And I think it's, 
frequently in the discussion for best sequels ever made oh for sure it's like, so it's i mean it's literally yeah. it, both of them are his i think it's aliens and terminator 2 yeah yeah and i i like he what you were saying like he expanded on the lore yeah. in, a, in a really in a really cool way i was going to ask you what do we think that alien society would have been like because like had ripley and code never not shown up they would have yeah. eventually caught newt used newt to produce one more alien and then, then that's what it happens. that planet yeah then it's like yeah. do they start a society like do they start figuring out some industry like do they we start, start getting... they see that bar sign and they're like let's figure out what this is and they what like, start it? serving drinks and like <laughs> that's a great question alien i don't know cocktail? Yeah, because yeah, it's like it's like what's the end game here? Are they trying? Yeah. I mean, we know that they know how to apparently work an elevator lift, so they yeah. that's that's She's the a thing. Smart there. Broad. Yeah, She's a smart broad. Yeah, because that so was it's my like, question. What is the end game? Yeah, that was my question around Alien. Like my big question is kind of like, okay, what was his plan? Which is why mm-hmm. I think that he was sleeping to go somewhere else, and like, but it also is not super conducive to survival. See, this is a it's a it's a fascinating species, because if Carter Burke Carter J does not send them to that spaceship, mm-hmm. they stay in egg form for how long? Forever? Like that's yeah. I'm actually kind of impressed. They're like um, longevity. <laughs> yeah, they're incredibly they, patient because yeah, dumbass Kane finds those eggs 57 years before that. Yeah, and then they just hang out, mm-hmm. and then evil evil mcgee is like hey you should go check out this coordinate just no reason um and it starts the whole and look how quickly that's the thing that is so scary about this type of this alien like what makes it super creepy is like they got everybody except Mm -hmm. one child (laughs) they were like they got everybody and that was it and we saw it that was what was so scary about um the first one is that you know, she says in this movie, she's like, because just one of those things managed to wipe out my entire crew in less than 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I remember every line from this movie, <laughs> but um, so I also really like the one of the things that they handle so well is how they introduce Bishop and him being an android mm-hmm. um, and the relationship that he has with Ripley like early on, because it's one of those like you can't make that the twist again, right? Like, you can't just be like, and surprise, there's an android. <laughs> so the way that they did it early on and her reaction to it, I think was so great. It's one of my favorite parts of the movie where it's just like, you never told me there'd be an android on Bart. And he does the whole thing where he's like, I prefer the term artificial human myself. Um, Bishop's like kind of a just a simpleton. He's not a simple, but he's very like, it. he does a very good job of doing the, kind of gentle I'm programmed where I can't hurt humans like that sort of thing but his calmness and his dedication to the humans you can't literally cannot trust it until Ripley says it's okay because of because of the the Ian Holm thing from the first movie and so he actually it's funny that you say that he um also from trivia mentioned that he modeled Bishop's behavior he basically was like what would a 12 year old do like what is the like kind of naive like the earnest decision here like that would benefit people like whatever and there's so many great ways that they show that he can't hurt people too one of my absolute favorite small things that he does is when he's getting ready to like climb through the little like air duct to go connect with the drop ship 
and Vasquez hands him a pistol <laughs> and she turns to like pick up the grate to like close it again and he like just hands it right to Ripley because he's like what am I going to do with this like I don't need this I don't need this gun um what else worked for you we talked about this a lot let with the last movie but the practical effects mm. and this not to get into what didn't work but this movie uses what you know primitive computer computer graphics and things that they had available then and it's the exact same thing with terminator is when they try to do stuff like that it just doesn't work as well i uh, just it that's the stuff that looks dated but everything that's practical the fact that the the suit that ripley fights at the end like that's real yes. when the base is exploding and a lot of it is like actual thing you can tell it's actual like big mechanical parts falling down and the whole set being, being something that's, you know, something built out that it's just, God, it's so much fucking better. Like it's so, it's so much better than if they were shooting behind in front of a green screen. Yeah. Um, and, and it, it looks, I mean, James Cameron is the master of this and like, he ends up getting the perfect mix when he goes, when he does, um terminator 2 and even even titanic titanic has some stuff that like looks kind of obviously fake but again he built out this this boat yeah like and, and did did a lot of this stuff practically so no one does it better he was the perfect person to do this movie but again it's still aside from some of the computer stuff that you can just tell like yeah this is they just didn't have the same kind of technology the movie for the most part still looks awesome because it's all real people doing real things and they use a couple tricks. I don't know if tricks is the right word, but like this when everything goes to shit in the nest and like the aliens are coming out, they're told that they can't use their weapons. Like now all the ammo's been blown up, like everything's going to shit. Even before that, I guess, but when they cut to and from like how you are seeing the scene with some of the footage is them in the nest and you're seeing them walk around and whatever as like a kind of third person or whatever i don't know all the right terms but and then they'll cut to the inside of the little vehicle and you're watching ripley and burke and gorman watch what's going on and kind of like control desk it and then they go to the actual like shoulder feeds as well Mm -hmm. which i think is like the coolest thing because you're seeing what they are seeing especially as everything falls to shit and like they're it's hudson and hicks they're like sarge is gone man we gotta get out of here and you're like you don't know what's going on you can hear Mm -hmm. the alien screams you can hear the human screams you can hear guns that aren't supposed to be going off because vasquez and drake are just well and that's the like i was like you have to tell them why they can't shoot their weapons like you can't just be like well you can't use them um because you have to tell them that like oh if you hit the cooling system you're going to create a nuclear explosion that will kill everybody Mm -hmm. um but it's that the craziness of that moment um is just so cool to me and it's well balanced action wise so those are like the big action pieces you've got that you've got ripley going in to save newt you've got the aliens when they bust in and it's like the five of them that have to try and fight them off and they've tried to cordon off the safe area. But then you also have the kind of like tense like build up moments. So like when they're walking through and trying to clear the area the first time and you're just hearing the like the way that they use the sound effects in this movie mm-hmm. is fantastic. Mm-hmm. James Horner, the soundtrack is fantastic. Or whatever the score is fantastic. Apparently he did this in like 7 weeks and I'm like that is unbelievable. It's, like it's amazing. Anytime I hear 
that genius things were done in a very short amount of time, I'm just like, man, you're never going to amount to anything. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> like, like These people are just blessed. I know, like seven weeks. That's incredible. Um, but they have the whole, like the sound effects of the motion sensors is so good. Mm -hmm. Like, boop, boop. And then when it starts like really getting crazy and they're trying... Um, just the, just, the motion, the, the feature too, how they use yes. it, like how scary it is when the, the part where the aliens end up coming through the ceiling yes. and they're like, they're you know, 10 meters away, eight meters away. And Rip is like, that's impossible. They'd be in, in the room. room. Seven. Six. Can't be that's inside the room. It's reading right, man. Look, well, you're not reading it right. Five meters, man. Four. What the hell? Give me the light. That's where it gets that's where it gets scary. That's where they bring in the hint of horror. It's that scene yeah. and then the uh what you were describing when they first go into like in the area where all the people are cocooned, like into the nest. Like those are the parts of this movie that still get really scary. Yeah. Especially like I absolutely love the camouflage portions where like they'll pan across something. And then, like, the person turns around, and then it's like, -da 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 -da, like, and this alien, like, steps mm -hmm. out of the side of the wall. I'm just like, oh my God, that's incredible. Mm -hmm. It's just, and the, again, the sounds of the aliens being like, <laughs> like, whatever it is, it's just like, oh my God, what is this? And they don't know what's going on. Mm -hmm. Everyone's disappearing. Then you've gotten where he's like, where's Bowski? <laughs> like, it's just incredible action and tension mm -hmm. and oh i love it well, so much and i love that the first time that we see an alien is not just one we see aliens yes look at look at the screen but it's because <laughs> the first movie they did such a good job of we rarely ever see it yeah and that whole thing the first time we see this it's not just one we see them we see a bunch of them and we see like because we've we've had it built up of it's, you know, this thing is a, is a killer and it's, you know, it's insane, whatever. And now there's fucking, there's 50 of them in this oh nest. God. And we, cause we have the false sense of security that we have these guys with the flamethrowers and the guns and they're yeah. more prepared than the crew of the Nostromo was. Yeah. Not, not for 50 of them. Nope. Nope. And now when they all come out of the walls and like start grabbing you and throwing you around, um, no one else really works for me. Newt is not a huge liability and useless. Yes. She yes. kicks ass. Like and you don't have to feel you feel scared for her like yeah. like you do kids in horror movies, but she is not she is not just like damsel in distress dead right. weight. She's not passive in this movie. And it's it's so cool that like one of the things that they so like I said, they cut out the there's a conversation between two people that work for Wayland Utani when this place is like up and running and a hub and everyone's happy and the aliens haven't found them yet because the company didn't send them out to their deaths. Um, and it's one guy talking to the guy who's in charge and he's like, Hey, I've got a mom and pop surveyor team on the, on the line. They want to know if like they found something out on the Ridge, the company sent them, you know, we got that message a week ago. The company sent them out to look at this thing. Uh, what do I tell them? Like, they want to know if they get to keep what they find or because it's like the money mm -hmm. contract. I don't know how I don't know how space surveyors work. I'll be honest with you. Um, and so the guy's like, why wouldn't they? And he's like, well, because the company sent them out there. And, you know, so he's like, they get to keep where they find. I don't care. Like, what if I said if I asked the 
you know, company, it'll take them two weeks to get back to me. And then when they come back, they would say, don't ask, like whatever. And so then they cut to the surveyors and it's Newt's parents and it's her and Timmy in this little like Range Rover thing. And her and her brother are fighting in the back and saying something about like, basically her mom's like, don't be hanging out in the air ducts anymore. Like, don't be running around the air ducts. It's bad for you. Like, you know, um, but there's a line that she does because he's saying something about her brother says something and she goes, that's why I'm the best. And my sister and I have said that to each other, like for our entire lives. Like this is one of these lines that has just stuck out, but her parents go into the, they show the spaceship. It's like actually the same outline or whatever from the first one. Um, and that's why James Cameron didn't want to cut that scene for a lot of reasons. One, I think that one, oh man, I'm, I'm bummed. I get it. I do. I don't know what else I would say to cut. Um, but it, it connects a lot to the first one because you recognize it's the same ship, whatever. And mm-hmm. then basically they come back. The mom opens the door to the Range Rover and is like, we got to call for help. Like, and they show the face hugger. And the best part is Newt does her scream, like the really high scream, whatever. And the face hugger like tightens around his neck. Like it's like, ah, stop. <laughs> I don't, I don't what, like that scream. I mean, that? that that also gives you a more emotional yeah, emotional connection to the these people who are about to all be wiped out. Yeah, and to what a monster that Burke is for yes. sending them out there. God, he sucks so much. I um, mean, something that works about this movie is that capitalism is bad, and <laughs> this company is all time bad. This is again, don't die for anybody else's money. Don't. Uh, I mean, <laughs> just one of the worst corporations ever. Because think this is, how Ripley gets treated when she villain. gets back. They're oh, yeah. horrible. Yeah, because she gets back and reminder, they sent them to go look at this thing in the first mm. place. When, and so denying she, all culpability too. Yeah. <laughs> it's like what was it, forty seven million adjusted space dollars, you know, not including the cargo. Um, and he's like, you know, um, for reasons unknown. <laughs> She's like, not for reasons unknown. <laughs> we combed over every inch of that of that lifeboat. She's like, good. It's like blew it out of the goddamn airlock. Are you not listening to me? I love that scene. Yeah, um, also, and then they like, demote her. So, and- also, like this this thing, she's telling them that this thing attacked her and whatever, and they're like, well, it wasn't in your, wasn't in your little tiny little fucking escape pod. And it's like, of course it wasn't. <laughs> like, if this killing machine was in my escape pod, do you I'm- think I would still be here? Exactly. And it's just the whole, even throughout the entire thing where Burke, one, he lies straight to her face multiple times, but he's like, where she's like, promise me that we're going out there to kill it, not to study it. Cause good on her. Cause she was like, no, I, I, we had the whole experience the first time where like the mm-hmm. space, the science officer was like, we have to study it. And so he lies to her face then. And then when everything goes horribly in the nest the first time and they're like, we got to take off, nuke it from orbit. And he's like, no, oh, hold on. There's a significant dollar value to this. And she's like, you can bill me. <laughs> I absolutely love that. And he's trying to do the whole like, no, it's, it's, well, no offense. Like, he's not capable of but making you know this decision what? as a grunt. <laughs> Burke is also choosing to die for someone else's money. Yes. Because he's while the- he might be, while he financially might end up getting more of this benefit, should they have gotten an alien back to study or whatever, he is still putting himself at major risk for someone else's yes. profit because he's looking at a pretty no win situation too. If they can't get off this planet. Yeah. Like that was my thing where I was like, how is he expecting when he ditches them all for like the third time? And it's like, yeah. before he gets, gets got, what is his plan? How is he going to get to 
<laughs> to Bishop. <laughs> like, yeah, he's, you don't know. He's you don't know where fool. you're going. He's Burke is Burke is the worst. The worst, and that's one of the things I think that actually works. Again, is like he is pure evil. Like he is a bad person. Mm-hmm. Like such a bad person. His motivations are bad. When he shuts off the camera, I mean, let alone he already set free two terrifying face huggers in the room of a woman and a small child to then murder the rest of the crew once they get back on the ship. Like, and then as she's like, oh shit, I'm stuck in here with these things. He has no sense of remorse for it. Okay, my plan didn't work. Like, she's awake now. Like, no, let me just turn that screen off real quick. Like, it is just every step of the way he's like, and then he gaslights her. Mm-hmm. where he's like listen to yourself this sounds so crazy <laughs> she's like what what is wrong with you it's just he's such a good and it's it's so fascinating to do that in a movie that is full of terrifying things mm-hmm. they're not the scariest mm-hmm. yeah he he's he's like, the he is such a monster because like these aliens are very scary that is just their nature. Like their nature is to be killing machines and abduct people to birth, to continue their race or whatever. Paul riser is going against human nature. Human nature is not to, to condemn 157 people to a potential death. He knows when he gives that order that something bad is probably going to happen, but he needs to test it out. Well, and it's unbelievable. Like, I'm trying to find, I want to find like the full quote. This one was like too long to write down, but it's like when she's, when they catch him. And I also love, again, Bill Paxton is great in the moment where he's like, oh, you're, you're fuck, pal. Let's, <laughs> let's, what do you say? Like, let's grease this weasel or whatever it is. Like, yeah. he's just, he drops, I think, two or three F bombs right then. But she's like, I don't know which species is worse. Um, You don't see them screwing each other over for a goddamn percentage like she's Mm -hmm. like they're not out here trying to like one-up each other to like they're just trying to come in and kill us like they're like oh yeah what we our one goal is the same thing we're going after you when Um, they're they're real one team one dream that's (laughs) that's just a football team that wants to run the ball and (laughs) just break you break you open um oh yeah here's the whole thing oh my god it's incredible um Blah blah blah. Let's see. Oh, this is where he's like, okay, look, what if that ship didn't exist, huh? Did you ever think about that? I didn't know. So now, if I went in and made a major security issue out of it, everybody steps in, administration steps in, and there are no exclusive rights for anybody. Nobody wins. So I made a decision. It was it was wrong. It was a bad call, Ripley. It was a bad call. She's like, bad call. These people are dead, Burke. Have you have any idea what you've done? um and that's when he's like i expected more out of you oh oh my god i wanted to punch him through the screen oh that's incredible he's he's so slimy um the do you have what else works for you i have i I still have more (laughs) make sure i'm like asking you questions um you know what works for me in this movie what bill paxton bill fucking paxton is so good (laughs) in this movie like it is it's what i really appreciate is that he's a badass but also panics and is real mm-hmm. about like this shit sucks and mm-hmm. he, they even from the beginning they establish him as the kind of like joke stories the one who's like hey how can i get out of this chicken shit outfit 
um the number of times like i don't i know i said that my sister's one dog is ripley the other one's hudson the number of times that we're like come here hudson come here <laughs> like you secure that shit hudson like all the time like we're constantly saying these quotes to him um but he goes out like a hero too he does like he, and that's the thing it, like he gets it back he yes. loses his nerve but he gets it back because I I like yeah. that it's they're all the classic like Vietnam it's it's it the is. Vietnam it's, style marine yes. like you know yeah. that that whole thing because that's not when you watch World War II pop culture there's not really that it's more of like the just our just honorable forefathers who are you know going yeah. to fight Germany and stuff like that and the Vietnamification of pop culture is more like the hardo born to kill that sort of thing. And that's who these guys are. And yeah. then they see the aliens and Hudson loses his shit. And then he just, he makes an incredible comeback. Yeah. And Bill Paxton like ad-libbed a ton of the stuff. Like, so the game over man came over. It was ad-libbed. I'm like, that's incredible. Well, that's great. That's just fucking great, man. Now what the fuck are we supposed to do? We're some real pretty shit now, man. You finished. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. What the fuck are we going to do now? What are we gonna do? This man's movie career was insane. Yeah. Insane. R.I.P. Bill Paxton. Like Terminator. I love Aliens. Him so much. Uh Tombstone. Titanic. Apollo 13. Ugh. True Lies. Twister. Yes. Titanic. Yes. U571. Mm-hmm. What if I told you Spy Kids 2, the Island of Lost Dreams, was 75% certified fresh? Is that the one that has Glenn Powell in it? Glenn! Glenn, Glenn, Glenn! Glenn, Glenn, Glenn! Glenn, Glenn, Glenn! I don't recall. Or is that the Shark, shark Boy and Lava Girl one that he's in? I think that's Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Okay. Uh, he directed <laughs> The Greatest Game Ever Played, which is a golf movie that was on this podcast yeah. with Alex Kirshner. Very good. Um, oh, I love Kirsch. Yeah. Uh, he's in Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah. Uh he's in Nightcrawler. I mean, he just he did it he did it big up until the very end. Just what a I love him so much. I know. He's he's just incredible. Um absolutely. He was in he was a guest star on Marvel's Agents of Shield. I think I remember that. Um he also thought that everyone was going to hate him in this movie according to the trivia. And I was like, "Excuse me, sir, you are he's beloved. incredible." Like beloved. just the best quotes. Like as, as much as we we praised Alien to all get out because it's a great movie. We we said that it was not a, a heavy quotable movie. This is an not extraordinarily quotable movie. Mm -hmm. um, and he is responsible for, I think, like 90% of the like quotes that I still say constantly. The Game Over Man is obviously one of the ones that always stands out to people. Um, the one One of the ones that I absolutely love is when they're trying to figure out I think this might have actually been in a deleted scene. I'm curious. Um, they have those like turret things and they get a call and it's Bishop. He's like, it's Bishop. I need you guys to come look at this. I got bad news. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hudson's like, oh, there's a switch. <laughs> and it's the when he calls him over to look at the like reactor is going to explode in like four hours. <laughs> And that was the news he came to tell them. So just like, there's something. He, and so then they're trying to figure out how to get the drop ship, um, which is also Ripley is so great. And uh, Sigourney Weaver, what one of the things that makes her so great in this too, is if anyone in this movie had any right to like fully melt down, it's her. Mm -hmm. Like 
And she they didn't give want to little come. like instances of she's got some PTSD and some Absolutely. trauma from, from what happened. Because yeah. that happened like two weeks ago for her. Yeah, this was a. <laughs> she was not aware of the fifty-seven years passing. I mean, she was. This she series... took a quick old nap and then was like, "Oh shit, my daughter's dead," and I was supposed yeah. to come home for her seventh birthday. I didn't make that. The and first then... three movies of the series are Ellen Ripley's very bad three weeks. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Um, and so, like, if any, but when it gets down to it, when it's like you know, you mentioned she has the PTSD when they find the live person in the in the cocoons mm. and Ugh. it is exact oh my god first Ugh. of all nightmare who is touching the head i was like it's so slimy looking why are you touching it you know someone's um, down bad when they open their eyes and the first thing they say is kill me, kill me. <laughs> that's tough kill me um kill me. and she goes immediately back to the nightmares that she had because again she had to watch her crew her friend die that way mm-hmm. and so but when it came down to it she was the one coming up with plans. She was the one that was like, get it together, Hudson. Mm-hmm. We need you to do. And she gave them tasks. She was able. Well, that's why I love to the relationship that she had with Hicks is like he was endlessly impressed with her ability to be like, oh, we should put weldings here and we put these here. And he's like, damn, girl. All right. <laughs> but anyway, the scene um, where Hudson's mel- melting down again because they can't get the dropship. <laughs> down without going to the terminal and like uh, bishop is like oh you know we can't connect like it's she's like well someone's gonna have to go out there and patch in manually like, those things running around man you can count me out when he and says yes like, said bishop that's a great idea <laughs> bishop should do it we again we say that all the time the number of times that my dad whenever there's someone doing something that we don't really want he's like yeah bishop should do it <laughs> like if someone's taking the dog out at like 11 you know like, yeah yeah bishop should do it that's a good idea <laughs> that's a good and idea. then of course it leads to his iconic line um i may be synthetic but i'm not stupid mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so like, good oh i know Aww. i was like bishop come here um but yeah that whole scene is like you can count me out we just count you out of everything can't we <laughs> so good so good uh anything else that works before we go into what didn't work i mean there's i think we'd be here all night if it was like, i know i literally it's, it's all the everything. little the little things that that yeah. it Again, for a movie that is made about a fictional sp- fictional alien in a fictional alternate universe in the future, it feels so authentic. Everything feels earned. Feels earned. Yeah. Feels authentic. Feels like this would this would really happen. And it's yeah. it's good from the get go. And they do such great like small touches. Um, the entire scene of when she steps into the egg room when she meets the queen and like the sound dies down like all of the other stuff fades away mm-hmm. and the the like one of the other through lines that kind of suffered because of the cuts that were made with the extended edition was a lot of that stuff about Ripley as a mother and that was like one of the things that they really wanted to hammer um from finding out that her daughter passed um to like obviously when she finds newt like she has that connection with newt she has a whole conversation with newt before the face hugger scene when she's like putting her down to take a nap and asking like newt's asking her if she had any children um <laughs> newt's so funny with that stuff where she's like what they're dead like <laughs> they're dead all right can i go i love they're that dead. line where she's just like please i don't want to be here with you guys. i just want to go back into my trash room <laughs> yeah <laughs> i would like to go back to my dump heap please um that had to be the most satisfying shower ever by the way oh yeah like when she gets back to the before the long nap like a fresh t-shirt imagine 
oh, the dream. Incredible. Um, that, that's like when we had uh, the snowmageddon here in Texas and we didn't have water for five days. Let me tell you, best shower of my life. That was me after survival school. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, this is amazing. Because um, like, And she had been in that like sewer water and mm-hmm. then cocooned. You know, yeah. you're just like, oh, I've been living in my trash heap. And like, yeah. ugh. but um, so that was one of the through lines with like this motherhood. And so this wordless conversation that Ripley holding her now surrogate child and the queen in her room of eggs where she's like no no go away to the guards she's like "Ah, ah, ah, get out get out we'll handle this and they have this like unspoken like I burned those eggs and -hmm. if you mess with me I will burn more um I think it's so brilliantly done and to go into one of the things that doesn't work for me and again, these are all very nitpicky because they mm-hmm. all actually kind of work and can be explained through like char- like character decision making. Um, but when she just like spends all of her ammunition, <laughs> yeah, I was like, save some of that. Yeah, you, you might need you're gonna it. want that. You're gonna want yeah. that. You got you got to get out of here. You're gonna want some of that. Gotta want some and of that. Then, oh, when she like blows up the like and the yolks are coming out. <laughs> Nasty. This is a very slimy, gross movie. This movie is much nastier than the first movie. Yes. And they add so much like slime and linguine to like the face hugger eggs and stuff Mm -hmm. where it's just like, oh, they're so gross. Disgusting. The The face face huggers are are so creepy. They're so creepy. Oh, God. I just can't. I will never, ever my entire life unsee the one like running along the wall you know mm. like on the floor and i'm just like yeah. oh so gross again this is why i love newt she stood there and she was screaming and then one popped up and she was like oh no man <laughs> and when hudson comes in and he's like oh shit little girl watch out <laughs> i love it so much <laughs> the other one's wasted um what what didn't work for you are there any i don't think there's a big strikeout Do, no, I don't, no yeah there, there's two big things and yeah. it's like it does it's a doesn't really like affect the movie. One, Ripley's ship working for 57 years. <laughs> From what we have started to learn about mode. technology, <laughs> yeah. no way. <laughs> no way. My iPhone won't work for eight months. Yeah, and and that, that ship is supposed to work for 57 years. But the thing that really doesn't work for me, and it's not about the movie, it's, it's seeing this, knowing what happens in Alien 3, yeah. is just a, is such a bummer. And yeah. You can just kind of pretend that the series ends like this and Ripley goes back to Antarctica and just raises Newt as a surrogate. And like, but it's, I don't know if Alien 3 was different. I think it, cause like, yeah, this has a happy ending, but then you realize that, oh, it actually doesn't. Well, it doesn't make any, the thing that makes me so mad about the way Alien 3 starts is it doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not possible. Yeah. Yeah, like, for, like for them to be the other ones to be killed and her to wake up with one in her, like it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, like it's, it's that's what makes me stupid. mad about it. Like yeah. if you wanted to like have them crash land somewhere, I don't know. Like the, I don't know, but don't do that. Don't don't do that. That's mm-hmm. bullshit. Yeah, um, I agree. That that's fair. I also this to me is like the end of it, and the other ones are like, ooh, fun. Like ooh. I think there's, um. There's a little bit of the, but I think it works. It's a little bit of the, if it's not broke, don't fix it type thing. But the third act idea of like, oh, they made it. Oh, there's an alien. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's an airlock. Like there's a little bit of the, yeah. but it's still like, it's still this, 
where she opens the thing and says, get away from her, you bitch. And then just like slaps the shit out of that alien with her little robot suit. Yeah. Kicks so much ass. I don't care that they use the same idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause like, it's better than the space, than the escape pod from the Nostromo yeah. scene. I would say it's cause they, the escape pod from the Nostromo one is just like kind of weird. Like she's putting on her spacesuit, and like this one is a lot more, it's a lot more actiony and it's a lot yeah, more it's proactive. You know, she's it, like, Oh, yeah. I'm going to do, yeah, I'm going to throw you off of this thing. Um, I do think that like you have to suspend. I don't know how realistic the rest of the shit is. I'm not, but it mm-hmm. seems all doable. Her arm is ripped out of its socket. If the, if space is trying to pull her into this, like, oh, she's not sure. climbing that ladder. Like for sure. Yeah. That's the only thing where I'm like, okay, I know all these aliens are real, but there's no way that happens. Like there's that's no where I draw way. the line. Like, <laughs> like the shoe is like the thing that comes off and not her entire like shoulder. You're not fooling uh, but me, again, James I'm, Cameron. Yeah. Again, that's at that point of the movie, you're like, I will give you this one. Like, I'll mm-hmm. give you that. Like if the rest of the movie had had a lot of inconsistencies in that way or had been like, just like oh we do whatever we want like then i think you have a lot harder of a time (laughs) accepting Mm -hmm. that but i'm I'm like okay that's fine um one question i had when nude says they mostly come at night what time of day is it (laughs) so when she says that like the moon is up or i don't know if that's supposed to be the sun but it's like it's brighter but it's still extremely dark yeah i was like is it not night now there's there's like zero What's the most, I guess the most lit shot of the first two movies is when she's presenting to the panel. I guess it's yeah. in an actual, like, seemingly lit well-lit room. room. But yeah. everything else is just so dark. Yeah. And they actually, one of the things that they did with the blue tint is to give it that kind of, like, space cold feel. And mm-hmm. I think that works incredibly well. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. that. Yeah, like, other than that, it's like... Nope, why are you leaving the solid. ramp down on the little yeah. spaceship thing? Why are you leaving the ramp down? Um, someone needed to, like, someone needed to kill Hudson before he got dragged down into that sewer. Like, someone needed to shoot him. Oh, yeah. Well, and I guess that's one of the... <laughs> I joke, you know the the meme that's, like, the stuffed... Or, like, the... Um, I guess stuffed is the right word. But not stuffed animal, like a toy stuffed animal, but, like, a... Um, what is the word for that? Where you like stuff an animal after it's dead? <laughs> oh, oh uh, um, taxidermy. Yes. Like the taxidermy, like white thing. And it's like, eh, like <laughs> what, what that has to be like a pone. Like, yeah. Like when they're, when at the end, when he's, when they go back for, she's not dead yet. And he's like, uh, excuse me. I heard you tell them that it was too late for me. <laughs> she's very I didn't, selective I didn't with even who think, she goes back I didn't even for. think about that because the, yeah, they are probably still alive. Yeah. They are probably, by the time that like she goes down, what if she ran by like a pony? She's like, hey, hey, hey. She's like gotta go. just got a face sucker on his face. He's hey, like, what hey. the hell, man? I didn't even think about that. Apparently there was also a deleted scene, not in the extended edition, but there was a deleted scene where she does run into when she hits, when the um, tracker hits zero, it's like she sees Burke and I think she gives him a grenade or something is what they're saying that like she sees him down there and it's like, bye, (laughs) doesn't save him. (laughs) So I'm like, all right. But yeah, I just kind of laughed. That would rule. So that, wait, that that was a deleted scene? Yeah. Because he thought like the, the flow of it didn't really work. Um... I think you can find it online though. I need, I didn't have a chance to like, 
like they released the deleted scene of it, whatever. But that's kind of metal. <laughs> that, that's like, sick. Yeah, I'm Just out. Bl- blow yourself yeah. up. Yeah, here, help yourself. <laughs> um, I love Apone, by the way. Like mm-hmm. he's, and I think there was I couldn't find it again to verify, but I remember reading ages ago that he was one of the. I think he's a voice actor on Halo. Um, that would make that would make sense. Or they and they so there's a thing in Halo where one of the characters says stay frosty and it's I think he's the one that voices and like that's from aliens. Like there's a bunch of things that permeated like culture, like pop culture. Mm-hmm. Um one of which is I think the saying like we're gonna take off and nuke it from orbit has like nuke it from orbit has become kind of like a you know saying where you're like hey, we gotta start over. <laughs> Um, he kind of reminds me of your sure. of, of the your guy from Battleship, the guy who was an actual wounded veteran who's now yeah. an actor and a lot of stuff. He reminds me of that guy. Yeah, I like that guy. Um, yeah, I think there's very little that doesn't work in this yeah. movie because it... this movie just just works all over. It kicks ass. Do we need to take another break? Yeah, let's take another break. Let's take a quick break, and we'll be back with my favorites. Oh, well, we got a couple big sections coming up, so yeah. we'll be right back. All right, this is this is going to be the next two next two sections are rich text, heavy lifting, rich text. a lot Very of stuff. Tough. So best scenes, I'll go through a couple. If I miss any, I doubt it. But if I miss any, or there's ones you want to extra talk about, um, I think the really you open with them finding the deep salvage team finds her ship. One of the cool things that I noticed only because I read the trivia. Um, if you look closely, the um harpoon gun that she shoots the alien with in the end of the first one is like still stuck in the door it's like at the bottom sticking out of the door that they cut into that is so fun i did not know i was like look at that there it is yeah look at that continuing Um, and james cameron is the one that his voice is the one that's like readouts good vital signs look good like whatever um and then the other guy is, is like well there goes our our salvage fellas or whatever um I think the first best scene is the inquiry. Um, yes. Those people they, are the worst. The worst. It I is hate the them worst so much. collection of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get so many good quotes from that section. So they are making her seemingly for hours based on the way, like when you join, she's already talked them through this entire thing and explained everything that happened. Whereas normal people would be like, Oh my God, that's horrible. I'm so sorry. We sent you to that death planet. Yeah. And almost we sent you to the you. death planet. We basically wasted your life. Everyone you knew is dead. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we're just going to give you a nice severance. We're going to send you back to Earth. We're going to start you. You yeah. have a chance. Did they do that, Kyle? No, they sent her back to the Death Planet. Yeah. Well, first they demoted her. Yes. <laughs> and they're like, you're lucky we're not like bringing you up on charges. Like, oh, thanks, you clowns. Um, but it's it's great scene setting because it kind of this is one of those like I don't know why you would watch sequel before you watch the original Kyle yeah um, but it sets it up and it, it shows you enough it has like the screen in the background that's going through all the characters from the first one um, and it's like so you landed on this planet tell me what happened she gives like a quick little recap it's like a previously on Alien. Um, and then it also sets up the entire situation of where she's like, if you don't believe me, like, 
go out there and check for yourself type thing she's like oh we don't have to um there's been people living on lv426 for years and they've never complained about any hostile organism um and she's like what you (laughs) sent them where (laughs) where (laughs) and she finds out that there's families there which is what is extra um terrifying and it sets Mm. up the really honestly like the really cool idea about terraforming well Waylon yutani's thing is like we build better better worlds um and so i love that they kind of get away from them having to be in those big bulky spacesuits and all this stuff where they're like Mm. we just put a thing in and it makes it breathable okay great and everyone's like okay sounds good perfect yeah i accept that fact let's go (laughs) they just roll with it um i love it's such a good like setup Mm. scene it's it's Um, a very good uh not homage to the originalism, but a very good, like, hey, okay, let's, for people who are coming to this new, let's give them kind of a refresher and let's acknowledge what happened in the first movie. Like, how would this be approached by a bloodthirsty corporation? Yeah. And it also had been seven years mm-hmm. in between movies, which is actually, I think that's a whole fascinating discussion in itself. Um, because I guess Fox ended up getting sued over their reporting of they basically called alien a flop despite the fact it cost like 11 million to make and it made a hundred million dollars. And so it was some like, I think it was some shady accounting thing where they could like, Hollywood is pretty famous for cooking them books. And so the studio or something like the one other, like the production company like sued Fox for like, you didn't lose money on this. We know you made a shit ton of money. And so because they were saying like it was a flop, they weren't greenlighting a sequel or like the sequel wasn't getting made. And so there was this long gap between the two. And I don't know if you remember. Well, you don't remember because you weren't born yet. But and I was barely born. But it wasn't something that like you easily could get your hands on Alien. Mm -hmm. So it was nice to have a little refresher because if you went to see it in the theater and you're like, I did see that seven years ago. I I do remember that that from from the previous decade. Yeah, so you this so you couldn't really pop on Netflix and give it a quick watch before you went to see the sequel. So it's helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, I talked about the extended version, um, the background on the colony, and then they go to the spaceship and find the facehuggers, um, which great scene. They should have kept it in. Uh, and then we get to the other part of the extended scene that you get here is there's a longer look at the sulaco at the ship they kind of take you around more of the empty ship before they wake he d- up he but does like the... the same thing they did with the nostromo of going from going from spot to spot like because that we yeah. talked about that that was one of the coolest parts of the first yes. movie is just the cold open with the ship and its sounds and it being very yes. empty and then you get the cool readout of like all the names and then the wake up what do you think it's like waking up from a hypersleep <laughs> massive hangover Right? That's what I was Just, like. It's like, got to be you, brutal. Like you, like you blacked out and you're mega dehydrated. Yeah. And you can't decide if you need to throw up or try to go back to sleep. It's just got to be yeah. terrible. And it's immediately a kick-ass scene because you mm-hmm. get Apone wakes up and puts his cigar in right away. And you get his He is incredible... chewing so much on those cigars. Sarge, those things will give you lip cancer um again love that um he has the this is one of my favorite quotes this this will count for quotes section but 
Um, he goes, all right, sweethearts, what are you waiting for? Breakfast in bed? Another glorious day in the Corps. Day in the Marine Corps is like a day on the farm. Every meal's a banquet. Every paycheck is fortune. Every formation a parade. I love the Corps. <laughs> and then that's when Bill Paxton, Hudson gets up and he's like, oh, this floor is freezing. <laughs> he's like, what do you want me to do? Fetch you some slippers? Ah, oh, gee, could you, sir? Could you, sir? He's like, look into my eye. <laughs> it's just so you get the back and forth with them. It was in Dietrich and Drake where he's like, not paying me enough to wake up to your face, Drake. It's supposed to be a joke. Like, I wish it were. Anyway, it's just we, you get I, we, all It of hasn't the... been said yet, but Drake being Boggs from Shawshank kills me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. And like, so he said, um, Jeanette Goldstein, who's Vasquez, is the stepmother, not stepmother, foster mother in um, Terminator 2. Oh, um, wow. She is. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And she's the like um st- woman from the lower class like steerage in Titanic that has the kid. So she's Oh no, she's the one who re- is reading to her kids, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my nice. Yeah, so she, I'm telling you she's been in like all the James Cameron things. Like yeah. she's and so in the craziest or like the coolest thing, craziest thing whatever. She, I mean, it's not that crazy cuz she's an actress what she does. But like she looks so different in each mm-hmm. of the roles and like is such a different character. Yeah, and well it's so, funny in <laughs> as the foster mom, like the foster mom is kind of annoying. Like you don't even feel yeah. that bad when the terminator gets her. Again, spoiler alert for terminator 2. Uh Titanic though, that is the that's arguably the saddest part of the movie. That or the old couple in bed together. Yeah, but at least they got old. She's reading to her kids. And that old couple was the uh, the owners of Macy's, so they live very rich. Oh, there you go. Yeah, there how about go. that? How about that? <laughs> fun facts with Kyle. Yeah, fun fact. A bunch of people died on the Titanic. Wow. <laughs> a lot of them were rich. A lot um, of them. A lot of them were poor. Yeah, a lot of them were poor. A lot yeah. of them were rich. Mm-hmm. Got a little... And Billy Zane. <laughs> and B- Billy Zane Billy Zane lived. I have a child. I have a child. <laughs> <laughs> he just took someone's kid and then he just hands her off right as he gets yeah, in the lifeboat this kid is like what the um but yeah so that you get also immediately they do so many things to introduce you to like who the characters are and you know who's the new who's the new lady i don't know i guess she saw an alien once he's like whoopty fucking do <laughs> like, um and then he, she's doing pull-ups, and he's like, hey, Vasquez, you ever been mistaken for a man? She's like, no. Have you? It's such good. Like, it's oh, so badass. Whatever. Um, and then you go into the dining room scene, or the meal scene, um, which includes the knife trick and um, meeting Bishop, which mm-hmm. I think is incredible. And then you go into the, like, briefing scene, um, where they're learning about the mission. <laughs> it's like, is this a bug hunt? Um and I love that they do not give a single shit what Ripley has to say. Yeah. And she's like, I just need to know one thing, where they are. That's, <laughs> that. Anywhere. I wrote that down. That's when you know that Va- Vasquez is going to die. Everyone who's too overconfident, you're like, dead. 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 <laughs> well, the one that makes, well, they all make me sad. But Frost with his, like, got a bad feeling about this drop. He's like, you always say that, Frost. You always say, I got a bad feeling about this drop. Um, another one that I say all the time. Got a bad feel. If anything, if I'm like nervous or something, got a bad feeling about this drop. Um, so you get that scene, and then the like prep work scene. Like mm-hmm. Gorman is showing he's a badass, and is like, oh, we gotta do this by this time, and you can tell by their expression that that's like not normally the amount of time they get to do things. Um, Ripley shows off that she can use the 
machine mm-hmm. little lifter thing um where do you want it that's always really fun <laughs> cracks me up um and then we go right into the drop right i think that's mm-hmm. uh incredible scene um one of the things i think they do so well in that is establish again or really hit home the lack of experience that gorman has as the lieutenant who's in charge compared to the people that he's leading because mm-hmm. um, he looks nervous as shit on this drop he looks nervous as shit the entire movie until his actual death yeah which they let him they they did him well in redemption in the death scene mm-hmm. um but he looks he's sweating and like wide-eyed and um they ask him i think it's vasquez is like how many combat drops is this for you and he says like 31 simulated and uh He's, she says how many actual drops he says two including this one and they're like oh my god and they look down and like hicks is asleep um and this is where basically ripley looks nervous and hudson is like about to give his like pep talk he's checking everyone's gear he's standing up and he's walking up and down the thing um and he's like i'm ready man check it out i am the ultimate badass state of the badass art you do not want to fuck with me check it out hey ripley don't worry me and my squad of ultimate badasses will protect you it's like my favorite <laughs> line check it out independently targeting particle beam failings flap fry half a city with this puppy we got tactical smart missiles phase plasma plasma pulse rifles rpgs we got sonic electric ball breakers we got nukes we got knives sharp sticks and then apone's like hey quit it knock it off <laughs> All right, gear up. And then that's when he's like, somebody wake up Hicks. And he like wakes up Hicks as they're like. Um, so how does that go for you, Hudson? You have all that gear. How did that work out? Not great. <laughs> not great. Not great not for my guy. Great. Um, so that scene's great. Um, let's see. Entering searching the complex. Awesome. Terrifying. That the Terrifying. from I guess getting into the complex to the firefight, the first firefight, yeah, is so tense. I guess they yes. find Newt in between that, in between that time. Well, why is Gorman out here? And this is why Ripley's like, it's not clear. He's like, it's clear. And they're like, uh, no, you went through like one half of the place because they're still like they hadn't even found the face huggers when he's like, yeah, we're clear. Like, yeah, cool. I, I think once you find the kid that's living in the trash room. And the kids like everyone's dead. You're just like, mm, you leave. Let's leave. Let's nuke yeah. this place. Like it, we're yeah. good. We know enough, dude. As soon as you find the first cocooned person, yeah, out. yeah. The second they get into the nest, that's when. Like, I don't think I would have made it that far, but I think no. the first the first time I saw a cocoon person, I'm like, all right, peace. All right. I'm going yeah. to the drop ship. We're yeah. getting out of here. We're gonna nuke this place. This yeah, is that's, this is like I'm bringing some holy water, a crucifix. Like we're just we're getting rid of this whole thing. We got to get out of here because that's get out of here. just terrifying. Um, mm. But yeah, they find the face huggers, which is, again, super cool moment. And you also learn more about them in the sense that like two were still alive. I love that whole thing. Where he's like, looks like he likes you. <laughs> um, looks like love at first sight. Um, but Bishop is like, oh, you know they killed the guy taking it off of him and so it kind of gives you more info on like you can't mm-hmm. just surgically remove these things and because it'll that'll kill you too um Marichuk, john jay um subject died in the process uh that scene's incredible and they find is that was that newt's yeah. dad i don't think so no her name was like 
uh Rebecca East something. I don't know. I don't think yeah, it was Marito, yeah. Um and then they find Newt. I do like the like nobody calls me Newt except my brother. It's Newt. Um, nobody calls me Rebecca. Yeah, nobody calls me Rebecca. That's right. Newt. Also Gorman, horrible with children. Yeah. Why are you yelling at her? Don't yell at her. Look at yelling the trauma at the, she's yelling been at through. the kid from the trash room. <laughs> Come on, bruh. Um, so then we get into the the nest, which is incredible. Just yeah. an incredible scene. Just the worst um, deaths ever, too. Brutal. Be- between the between like Apone who gets taken and cocooned, and the people who just straight up get eaten, and and Boggs from Shawshank getting acid sprayed. Oh, like, that, that sucks. Was brutal. Yeah. Ugh. Uh, and that's um, that's when Hudson loses his shit completely. And I I got it. <laughs> no, same. Oh, I would have yeah. been I would have been calling back to Saving Private Ryan from the moment the aliens show up. I'm at the end when it's like when Private Ryan is just like hugging his knees and screaming. <laughs> that's that's me. That's like, me. well, when they because again, Gorman just completely shits the bed on this whole oh, yeah. whole op, and so he's still trying to like sit there with his headset on like. Apone, lay down a suppressing fire, retreat with, and he's like, and there's screaming going on. Everyone's like, I don't know where Sarge is. Sarge is dead. They're like yelling, let's get out of here, man. Like Ripley takes the wheel. The only good thing that Carter J. Burke does in this movie is when Gorman's trying to stop Ripley from driving the little like AT or like the little vehicle down to get them is when he's like, you had your chance. <laughs> like, you just did all that. Like That thing kind of looks like over. one of Elon Musk's like, Tesla yeah. trucks. <laughs> <laughs> it does look like the Tesla truck. <laughs> it's incredible. No notes. No notes. Um, yeah, and then they get back in the, when they get in the vehicle and she drives out of the thing, and they're like, again, melting down. Gorman has like boxes fall on him, and now he's concussed mm-hmm. and like out of it. He's out Vasquez for Vasquez shakes weeks. him around a little bit because she's going to kill him. I'm going to kill you! Because <laughs> um, she's furious, and rightfully so, because they completely screwed up the entire thing. And we find out, <laughs> so Burke wants like, this is a multi- you don't have the you know ability to make that decision. Think about this. Like, you can bill me! Um, and they decide to take off and nuke it from space. One of my favorite quotes is again Bill Paxton. He's like, "I don't know if you're keeping up with current events, pal, but we just got our asses kicked." Because <laughs> um, he looks at the thing and he's like, "Hey, Pone and Dietrich aren't dead." And that's when she's like, "Oh, it's too late." First of all, relax. You had plenty of time to go get Newt, but whatever, fine. Yeah. Um, and he's oh, like, "I'm not new- going back in there." <laughs> And I was like, that's fair. That is a fair reaction. Like yeah. to where Vasquez is like, well, we got to go get him. And he was like, no, yeah, absolutely not. No like, one wins that. in that scenario. No, not at all. Um, that's a great, incredible scene. Um, so they have this whole plan and they're coming to get them in the other drop in the drop ship. But they Spunkmeyer left the ramp down and so they got eaten. And he notices it because he puts his hand on a little spunk. There's a little spunk yeah. on the spunk. <laughs> He's like, there's something the... down here. Yeah. Ugh. Um, And that's a tough, tough scene for a girl in the cockpit. Um, yeah, she is a tough one. Yeah. And then they, that blows up. They got to run from that. They leave Gorman <laughs> on the stretcher. They're like, oh shit. And like run. And then they're like taking burning debris off of him later. And they're like, sorry about that, Lieutenant. That's my fault. We, uh, we, we, we left just, you here. We just left your stretcher. 
Yeah, Burke has the brilliant idea of just saying they should build a campfire and sing some songs. Maybe we could build a fire, sing a couple of songs, huh? Why don't we try that? He's terrible. Okay. Just the worst. He's terrible. Um, so let's see. Uh, the assessment of where they're at with the weapons is great. The face huggers, the the, fa- the face, face huggers. huggers. That's like ultimate anxiety. That is the most stressful. Like to wake up to the like knocked over containers. Mm-hmm. That's not an accident. They weren't in there. You know what I mean? Like you're not just taking a nap in the face hugger room. So you know immediately that someone is setting you up. Well, you know immediately that's Burke is setting Burke, you up. Burke is setting you up. Um, love that our like dumb hero Hicks is so in love that he's diving face first through a plate glass window. He's like, shoot it up first. Love him. Um, The team effort to like free Ripley of the face hugger is incredible. Also, you got to be real good friends for me to like jump in there and put my hands on that thing. Dude, because they're just so gross. So gross. Like Like, we've seen the underside of it and it Mm. is disgusting. Yeah. There's no way that thing isn't. I think I would rather the alien just end me quickly than than deal with the face hugger situation. Absolutely. Like which which we get in the following in the next scene, like the uh when the they show up coming out of the ceiling. Yeah. Um we we get kind of a variety of deaths in that one. I think I would take all although we don't know what happens to Hudson, but Probably not good. Well, I'm hoping. Well, probably not. I was gonna say I'm hoping that the, um, like nuclear explosion would be the way that he went. But I, I think would, with how early well, he that means got that captured. Means, yeah. Well, that means he was still alive for a long time, just like cocooned and miserable. Like yeah. it's funny because don't Hicks and Ripley have the conversation before then about like, hey, if it comes to that, like I, I would yeah. hope that you'd. It, Apparently that that pack did not extend to Hudson because they had plenty of time to just tat like to just just so end just it double, yeah. as he's going as he's... down there. Instead, they're like, "Bye, oh no. <laughs> oh no, not Hudson." As the alien hand grabs his face, first of all, incredible last moments where he's mm-hmm. just like, "You want some? Fuck you too. Let's go." Oh, you want some of this? Like, it's incredible. Like he just gets all he's all in his feelings and is just ready to dish it out to these guys. Um, also, why are you sticking your head in the ceiling, Hicks? What's the point? At Not that point, great. just go out the back, like Not run. Great. Also, you didn't think that the aliens could get into the ceiling? No yeah. one thought about yeah. that. Not a great plan. That's, that, that's that's where we. So that's where we lose Hudson. We lose Vasquez. We, we fortunately Gorman lose, lose and Burke. Burke. Yeah. yeah. Um, um. Shout out to I will say like we said shout out to Gorman for going back for Vasquez and and. They went out a non-alien death. Yeah, they they went out they went out fine. Probably the most preferable death of the uh, yes. <laughs> of the of the whole movie. Ugh. Um, and then yeah, she goes on the whole rescue mission. Um, finds Newt again, touching all of the slimy stuff to pull it off. I'd be like, again, I'd really have to love you. So you got to think that stuff isn't getting out of your hair. It's not exactly. like it's going to be tough. every single time. I'm like, look how much of it is in her hair. Uh, but then we get the she meets the queen. The queen is now furious because she blew up all of her eggs and does the, a lot of the way you running. say it. Like the she meets the queen, the she regal the queen, the regal alien <laughs> the <curtsy>. queen. <laughs> she curtsies. Uh, the queen is a bad bitch. Let's be honest. Yeah. Like, queen is fierce. She's huge. It's incredible how they have like the just the. 
again, practical effects of it took 14 to 16 operators to like move her around. It's incredible. Mm. Um, she gets so mad. She detaches herself from her like egg sacks and is like, you killed all my kids. I'm coming after you now. Mm-hmm. Um, blew up my egg sack. Blew up my egg sack. Yolk everywhere. It's going to take hours to clean. Um, we get the great moment where she thinks she's been screwed by the synthetic, the artificial human once again. But sweet, sweet Bishop comes back around. He's like, I'm so sorry. The landing platform was unstable. And I was like, she's like, you did. She said you did okay. I was like, mm-hmm. ma'am, he did excellent. But, but Bishop knew Bishop knew that that was a good thing right before the queen ripped him in half. Yes, also true. So then we get s- sexy long legs queen. <laughs> she, <laughs> she slowly steps herself out of that like landing gear and is like, hello, did you miss me? Uh, and we got the incredible final sequence um, before they put put half of Bishop in a Ziploc baggie <laughs> and put him in the sleep chamber. Um, do you and have a, a favorite? happy ending for everybody? Yeah, that's it. The end. Beep. Um, do you have a favorite scene? I am torn between the two big firefights. Yeah. Either them finding the nest. I think that's like that's really scary. Um, or the one with the aliens. I am leaning the a- when the aliens come through the um, come through the ceiling because also yeah. that's when they're reading the like the heat signatures and they're like it's very know, cool thirty yeah. meters, ten meters like that. That's got a lot of anticipation. What is what is yours? Oh God! Like I knew this was a segment. I put together all these like scenes that were great, and I don't know if I have an answer. Um, I think the two firefights, and then also potentially the well. I really like the scene in the egg room because again, like I said, mm-hmm. the the way that they communicate and do all of that, it's probably not my favorite, but it's probably like top five. I also it's really super like, tense. I, I really like that. And I really like a lot of the just space Marine stuff early. Like when we meet the space Marines and you get more of their like personalities. Um, I just like anything that has Hudson in it. Like this, I know so great. Like he's so great. Um, but I probably would go the f- the nest, the first nest scene. Mm-hmm. I love that scene. It's just yeah. so tense plus like terrifying. It's excellent. first time we see all the aliens. Like it's yeah. it's super good. And they start like I yeah out of, I, like... yeah you you can't really go wrong though. That's no. that's the problem with movies with a ton of great scenes. It's just like you read you read through them and you're like, damn, I like that. I like that. I like that. I like that. It's, it's gets difficult. Yeah. Um. Speaking of difficult, best quotes. This is easy for me. What is your favorite quote? It's get away from her, you bitch. (laughs) Yeah, it's... Get away from her, you bitch! Iconic. It is so good. It is so good, and it's like... It's actually... I think they've used it in... I know there's a Family Guy spoof of it, um... J.K. Rowling, the um, yeah. unfortunate transphobe, ripped it off, and at the end of Deathly Hallows, back when, back when that was something I I love. Listen, I st- I still love it. Yeah, love love the, love the work, not the creator. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so I I think with best quote you could do a Paxton division and then yes. a non Paxton. <laughs> the non Paxton is super easy. It's the get yeah, away it's from her, you get bitch. away from her, you bitch. Um, but then I think like the Paxton one is really easy too. Do you think it's game over, man? It's game over, man. Game over, man. Game I think over, that's man. the one that has game endured over. the longest. Yeah, I think that's accurate. 
there are a bunch of um i love when she when the woman's like no no indigenous life it's a it's you know no indigenous life and she's like did iq's just drop sharply while i was away i love that it's just such a sassy like she hated that lady which is fair hated. um i love all the op- uh apone stuff um i need to know one thing where they are um Apone says something like assholes and elbows. Yes, yes. And I, I just had to write that down. I was like, I've never, <laughs> never heard that before. <laughs> you heard the man. You know the drill. Assholes and elbows. Hudson, assholes come here. <laughs> come here. Like that's the whole. <laughs> you secure that shit, Hudson. Hey, Sarge. You can get lip cancer smoking those. I love that because it's just like a passing. Like Hudson yells something at him. Um, got a bit feeling about this drop. Ultimate badass, say the badass art. You do not want to fuck with me. Um, I do love when they're coming in on approach and looking at Hadley's hope, and they show like the reactor. And Burke is like, you know, we manufacture those. She's like, great. What am I going to do with that? Like, am I going to buy one of these? Like, <laughs> what do what do I care, Burke? Yeah, I I hate this shit. company. What do I care? <laughs> yeah, but secre- oh, I do. Oh my god, there's so many good things. Um, looks like a goddamn town meeting when they go into the nest and they're like, this looks like it's been secreted by something. He's like, yeah, it's secreted by what? Uh, it's a dry that's, heat. That's more. Yeah. That's it's dry heat is good, but that that's more people who need to be saying secreted. Like yeah. that just, it's too many, too many people talking about secretion. Yes. Uh, say, say we t- <laughs> they can bill me. I do love the, I don't know if you've been keeping up on current events, but we just got our asses. Oh, uh, well, this is a good one too, where he's like, how long, how long overdue until they report us missing? And he's like, 17 days. And Hudson loses his shit. And he's like, 17 days? We're not going to last 17 hours, man. Those things run under. And they're like, she's been here longer than that with no weapons and no one. He's like, you put her in charge, man. <laughs> <laughs> he's incredible love. in this movie. Oh, it's incredible. so good. Oh, incredible. Ripley, she doesn't have bad dreams. because She's just a piece of plastic. Uh, okay, last one. They'll two other ones that we say all the time too um for some reason this is not even a good quote i'm still gonna say it though it's when they're trying to figure out how long like bishop is on the radio whatever and he's like eta 16 minutes that has we will call if i'm driving to my parents house i will call them with 16 minutes left and just say that to my dad. I'll just be like, ETA, 16 minutes. Like, we always do that. That's like a standing rule in our family. Um, and It's funny. At- <laughs> you said this. It's funny how quotable this is versus how unquotable the first one is. Yeah, it's wild. Again, it's like, completely, it was- two completely different movies. Yes. Um, and it's all like, again, the cast in the first one was incredible. So good. Mm-hmm. And the cast in this one is so good. And it's just yeah. such a different vibe that it's not something where you like, Oh, I barely remember the performances from the first one, but the second one, I quote all these things, but it's, it's so different that it's not like neither one is, well, I like this one better because it's a different vibe, whatever, but, mm-hmm. um, and then the, like, not bad for a human is like, <laughs> and we always do it. Like we have like a bunch of like old milk and I'm like, not bad for a human. <laughs> is that what, um, is that what you do when milk spoils? You're like, well, let me do the bishops. Let, let me, me do, do the, the bishop, bishop scene. Hold on, let me reenact this. So many good quotes, but I I agree. I think the get away from get away from her, you bitch. Um, it's so cool because they keep the camera in one spot and she just keeps coming closer, and then it stops and it's kind of the side. The whole thing is just like slaps it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, 
most athletic moment? I think maybe slapping an alien. Slapping an alien, but you are, I think you already said it. When the queen gracefully oh. uncoils herself from the from the shuttle, she holds on to a shuttle in space and then just <laughs> I, I know she's more predisposition to that. And but then like, like the sassiest long legs just about like bow, 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 bow. like that's just kind of like Foxy Alien Queen. Yeah, like, oh hey guys, I'm fancy running into you here. Um that part that's good and then probably holding on for dear life as the space lock is open is climbing yeah. the ladder with the space lock pretty yeah Ripley is strong yeah um this is tough Lenny Harris pinch hitter award um is Hudson in it too much that's the question yes yes I, I would say I would say he's just he's too obvious I would say it's Ripley Hicks Hudson I would say Burke is in it too much he's not getting it anyway yeah he's not <laughs> Um, I feel like though. all the Marines besides Hicks or Hudson okay. are, are on the table. Um, I am between, I think it's Bishop and my second place maybe goes to Apone. My really yeah, Apone. I really like Vasquez too. She's, uh, she's great. What about Newt? Dude, I was just going to say. Again, we I didn't don't talk wanna... about this. Great kid performance. Great. I was just going to say Gr- that. Great. Kid I don't want to be like, oh, kids are t- like kids are so annoying. But she was so good. I cannot mm-hmm. I cannot reiterate enough how especially like at the end, like the spaceship comes back down. Ripley lifts her up and that girl is up in, in the mm-hmm. in the spaceship. She's not like having to be carried. She's not having like, yes, she carries her through the end. But that's probably just for speed and ease. Um. But like I appreciate so much that Newt had her shit together. And that's mostly because they're establishing it's consistent. If you were living in a trash heap for 17 for three weeks or whatever it is that like these aliens have come and take over taken over and like killed every adult and your entire family and whatever else, like you don't survive that on accident. Like she's doing things that are smart. She's climbing through the the time. She's the one who's like, hey, let's go this way. I can get you to the like to the mm-hmm. launch site, whatever, if we go this way. And like she's not dead weight to carry around and like take care of. I absolutely she, you love don't that decision. just have to be solely nervous about her. Yes. And that's yeah, let's give it to her. I, I think that's like, a good yeah, I agree. Yeah. She's great. Yeah. Carrie Hen, shout out. Um defend the villain, Kyle. So I think Burke is the ultimate villain. Yes. Burke Honor, and I would I would accept Wayland Utani, but Yeah. Your Honor, my client is just a bad person. <laughs> he is he is rotten to his core. He has been that way for his entire life. There's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> I, I don't know if that defense will I, 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 I give I give my client to the to the mercy of the court. <laughs> so this is what is it like insanity plea? Like he knew he did not know any better. He thought he was towing the company line. There's the there's the affluenza kid. There's gotta be a version of that that it's just like he's just bad. There's no he's morally he's morally bankrupt. He is morally bankrupt. Like yeah. not only I mean, it's just the layers of evil that that clown is in this movie. Every time I watch it, I'm like, not only are you just the worst, but the audacity to be like, I'm disappointed in you, Ripley. Mm -hmm. How dare you? Like, excuse me. 
Um, his arrogance. It's funny to keep my insurance license every two years. I have to do continuing education. And part of that is you have to do a two hour ethics course, which is like, if you're a decent person is common sense. You just take, you're taking a bunch of quizzes and it's like, um, client A's house burned down and they said that they owned, uh, antique piano that they did not own. Is this froze? This, you know, bad it's this fraud yeah. or whatever and i'm kind of thinking like someone like burke like there are people who would read that and be like i don't see what the harm is i don't is. see the problem I don't, I, don't, I don't get it yeah yeah i mean Bur- burke is just i mean he does more to kill like what he does to the colonists is, is horrific just absolutely absolute, horrible absolutely the second ripley Think about it. They find this woman. Yeah. Who's been adrift in space, in space for nearly six decades. Yeah. And the first thing she says is there's a, the ultimate killing machine is on this planet. Yeah. And he's like, I got Sounds. some unsuspecting people who can go check that out. Right Sounds now. incredible. And not, not going to tell him anything. Did he not tell him anything? Because it wasn't like a, I don't want to freak him out. He literally didn't tell them because he wanted to be able to keep, whatever riches came from it like he wanted to know first so that he could profit off of it i think her comeback and i wish i was like no i understand that they have scripts but if this was like this is like the perfect like comeback line that you think of days later in the shower when you're like replaying it and he's like i expected more from you and she said i'm happy to disappoint and i'm like Yes, that that's, is so that's cool. good. There's that no a, way I'd have thought about that if right. If it was Such me. a boss where she's just like, "Good, I am yeah. glad because I don't want someone like you to expect me to act a certain way." Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's awful. He's the uh, worst. Peter Gallagher Award for hottest person in this movie. I think you know my answer. Uh, you're you're big on on Michael Bean. I am big, big, big fan. Big, big. <laughs> Uh, Sigourney, Sigourney in a back-to-back looks real good. Yeah. Yeah, she looks great. They're a cute, yeah. they're a cute little couple. <laughs> they are. Yeah, they just need yeah. to make out. That, I I'm think s- those are the two obvious candidates. No one else in this movie is is very hot. Uh, you know who's kind of handsome? Frost. Frost yeah. is a good-looking fella. Yeah. Yeah. I like him. Uh, he, he dies way too soon, and uh, they named him Frost because he gets lit on fire so they were like that's ironic (laughs) um because he gets flamed when dietrich gets picked up by the alien in the nest and then he drops all of the the magazines he was carrying which then explodes and causes more problems um yeah this is michael b when they like roll up in the like sleep the body armor and the 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 arms out i'm like yeah okay yeah also um i meant to mention we love the advancements and undergarments in the 57 years. Yeah. No, no more weird lace-ups. Yeah. All very, actually very Marines. The little like green silky shorts that they. The Maybe there was a deleted scene. Like they're asking Ripley things about back in the day. Like did men really wear those weird <laughs> lace-ups? <laughs> Just think. So what is, let's do some, let's do some math. So 1980 is 43. So. So it's like, so 60, like 70s, like, late 60s. Yeah, late 60s. They probably had some. I bet like the what were these, bathing costumes in the 60s. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Be, it, just a lot different. Bell bottoms. <laughs> bell, bell bottoms and 
you guys did, did you guys do a lot of LSD back then? Really? <laughs> <laughs> Was that big in space? Big in you guys doing space LSD? I think my notes for this one just said Michael Bean. Hello. Um, <laughs> drinking game. Every time someone touches a sticky substance, take a drink. <laughs> I said it. Take a sip every time Bill Paxton says "man." <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, th- this would be one where it's like take a drink every time someone dies. Yeah. Or seemingly dies. Finish your beer when no skating. That would be just straight chugging through the. Um, this is a little tough. Best Finish time... your milk when when Bishop gets <laughs> gets ripped apart. <laughs> chug chug some milk. Ugh. Best time, worst time. Ah, uh, let's do the same thing as last movie. Does anyone have a good time? I feel like Actually, Bishop I got is close to it until he gets ripped in half. Like he was jo- real close. Jo- to Jonesy it. the cat has a great time this great time. Great time. He gets great time. Be- yeah, gets. Yeah, Jonesy um, the cat. Yeah, because it's hard. Because you could say like, uh, Ripley makes it through and gains a daughter, mm-hmm. kinda, but also then she finds out her daughter tra- died and she was yeah. like asleep for fifty-seven years and yeah, a lot, a lot of trauma, too much back. trauma, yeah. yeah, too much trauma for Ripley. Um, uh, every single Marine has a horrible time. Yeah, yeah. Who has the the worst? time uh the person who was cocooned and wanted to be killed yeah terrible that person time. has a terrible probably time. last surviving colonist um newt probably is a pretty terrible time living by herself for 17 days or whatever it's 20 days. horrific i mean newt is <laughs> if her and ripley had had a happy ending and like gotten back to earth newt is never functional ever again no, that poor thing no way Bless um, yeah even uh, even the aliens in this one didn't have a great time. Like no. they had it, they had a good first thirty days. Seemed like they, yeah. they were thriving. The queen but... was rolling for a while. She yeah. was cruising. Um, yeah, really, no one's having the, a good the queen time. kind of the Scooby Doo situation. Would have gotten away with it too for <laughs> meddling, meddling Marines. <laughs> He's med- <laughs> it's meddling Ripley. Maybe um, Hicks is maybe as close to a good time. Kinda. He makes it. He probably has a couple cool new scars. Meets a lady. Mm, yeah. In space. Yeah. Doesn't have to go back into the nest or be awake for any of the um, ripping in half. That's true. Um, which I love that they set that up. That I actually also really love this. They're like, how can we make it where Hicks is not a part of this final battle? And they're like, mm-hmm. we doped him up. We, we, uh, knocked, we knocked him out. But the first time you see that, you're like, oh, what did Bishop do? Because he, you're suspicious because he's like, I had to you're give not an extra sure shot. Yet. And it's like, oh, fuck. Also, though, as someone who uses, or I don't use on me, but uses syringes every day for my diabetic dog, he injects himself with, I'm assuming, morphine or something, and he tosses the sharp, <laughs> like, in the ship. <laughs> I was like, sir, that is not proper disposal of your sharps. Like, you that's, need to not. It's not what you do. Ripley's going to come back on and be like, I can't date you. You're a mess. Who, who throws <laughs> syringes around the space? Throwing There's needles everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Um, everyone has a bad time, basically. Everyone. everyone. Except Jonesy, you're right. Um, all right. Keith Morrison, Dateline episode. Uh, <clears throat> let's see. Ellen Ripley thought her nightmare was over. 
when she was found by a deep salvage team 57 years after the events of the Nostromo. But little did she know, a corporation and a man named Carter J. Burke would lead her back into the alien's nest with more danger, more intrigue, and more death tonight on Dateline. <laughs> 57 years hadn't brought an end to corporate malfeasance. In fact, it only worsened. <laughs> You'd think that the aliens were the bad guys, but no. Capitalism and Carter J. Burke. Capitalism bad? Tonight on Dateline. Tonight on Dateline. <laughs> Should you send unknowing colonizers to their death? Tonight on Dateline. Tonight on Dateline. Colonizer sounds bad. That's not really what they want. I don't know. It does. It's hard to... Co- colonists. Colonists. Should you send colonists to their death unknowingly? Or knowingly, really? Yeah, maybe the colonists were the were the villains. What if there was like a nice little alien settlement yeah. on the other side of the planet that we didn't know about? Yeah, we ca- yeah, we came onto their planet. Yeah. Piss off. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> on the other side, there's like an alien's like, God damn it, now the whole planet's blown up. <laughs> like, don't worry, it's just the size of Nebraska. As if like I love that that was the reference point for how big the explosion was gonna be. Go Huskers. Um, go Huskers. <laughs> Space. Now I'm thinking about making the aliens watch like a Nebraska Iowa game. And what do you think like, the oh, aliens take this? on the Michigan sign stealing scandal would be? <laughs> and Jim Harbaugh said they all followed all the rules. <laughs> <laughs> They're concerned about this. Oh my god! Oh, it's so much stuff coming out. So much stuff. Actually, the Marines in this movie would be disappointed in the lack of OPSEC if this is all true from the Marine that has been associated with the Michigan thing. They're like, they would be. Use we've, been your own rec- name. we've been recording this for two hours, and there might have been so much that has come out since we've recording it. I know. Like who knows? New every 30 minutes. <laughs> I'm afraid to pick up my phone with like, now his, his manifesto probably jumped by 700 more words. I think our friend Nicole uh, Auerbach texted or tweeted something that was like, with a good editor, that manifesto is down to like 650, 700. Spencer Hall tweeted uh, something about a Michigan man with a manif- manifesto. <laughs> referring, referring to our, our guy, the Unabomber. Yes. RIP to a real one. Michigan man. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, roster moves. Airbud. So we, we got to do the thing again where like you can't, we can't swap Airbud with anyone who died. So that, yeah. that makes it pretty limited. Um, Airbud is newt. Imagine if they found like a little golden retriever living in the I trash know. room. Mm. I know. I was thinking that. And then she mm. has to go save him from the aliens, like carrying a little dog. <laughs> what if what if Airbud is the queen and like she gets there and it's just Airbud and he's just <laughs> What are you doing in my nest? <laughs> oh my god, that's funny. Um yeah, I think Newt is the best. Newt's kind of the only option. Yeah. Because even the people who survive, like Hicks and Bishop, pretty rough for the wear. Yeah, we are not ripping Airbud no, in half. No, not ripping Airbud in half. Although, like, what if Airbud is is an artificial person? <laughs> like a robot dog? Like <laughs> one of robo- those that, like, barks and, like, flips backwards? <laughs> <laughs> He's, it's one of those creepy Boston dynamics, like, yeah, Oh, my God. Since oh, we had a whole conversation this time, it was um, on for the water cooler. We talked about robot stuff again with with Matt Scalisi, and 
immediately like the next day there was like a tweet that was like boston dynamics made a robot dog that could see in the dark why why no, we need so to it stop. Can like it literally looks like the one from the episode of black mirror like where all of the robot dogs chase the people it's like have we not had enough sci-fi to tell us that it's a bad idea terrible idea I'm terrible sick of, sick of it james cameron made a movie to tell you guys not to do this he made two of them they're called terminator and terminator 2 yes you should watch them just yes, watch a movie my friends watch one um, one movie is there i don't know that there's a big chill in this movie I don't think there is. I think the closest would be the get away from her, you bitch. But that's more of like, fuck yeah. Yeah. It's much more of a fist pumping. Yeah. Than, it's not It's not yeah. this type of movie. But that's fine. It doesn't have to be because it's perfect in every other way. It is. Um, and uh, I know we talked a little bit last week about Before More Restore. Um, the sequel verse of Alien. Yeah. What do you, what do you think? Because, again, like, as far as I'm concerned, this is where the series ends. There's only two of them. You know what I would like? I mean, we we said that we have high hopes for the new one, but um, are you familiar with the the plot of the Halloween reboot that like Danny McBride and Co. wrote? Mm -mm. But it basically it operates as a sequel, but it eliminates the it eliminates I think five previous sequels from the lore. Yeah. So it's like there's Halloween and Halloween 2, and they both have Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. And then Halloween 3, they try to do something completely different. No Michael Myers. And then 4, 5, 6, Halloween H.O. and Halloween Resurrection all happen. But the Halloween that Danny McBride made is a what if none of those happened, and it's a direct sequel to 2, like Love 40 that. years later. That's what they could do for this. Yeah, we I could wouldn't. pretend it's funny. Aliens three. Do you know who directed Aliens three? Alien three. Uh, you're gonna say it. No, who was it? It's David Fincher. Yes, my guy. Yes, but deeply unsuccessful. Also, um, you want to talk about Airbud? There's a dog in that movie that gets an alien in it and dies. Yeah, it sucks. And I, that's what every time when I'm like, come on, man. Like, yeah, come on. Yeah, sucks. Um. Yeah. So I would actually like if they did that and they just kind of like did a direct sequel to Aliens. That is Someone... if that is if Ripley made it back to Earth, whatever, you maybe cast an adult nude. I mean That's what I was gonna say. Florence that... Pugh is nude. Well, nude is like I I, I yeah, because I guess you, you can could set it whenever. It doesn't yeah, it yeah. doesn't have to be unless you're unless you're wanting unless you're gonna get Sigourney for it. And you don't want to do some weird de-aging, which I'm sure they would do some weird de-aging. Yeah. Um, Because she's in her 70s? Yeah, I think so. Let's well, see. I think that's the thing. It's like you could do... Let's see. In this, she what do you is... think she's supposed to be in this movie? Like in her 30s? Early 30s? Probably in her 30s. So if we make... She is 74. She looks great still, though. You looks could, great. You could... With like, I think you could with makeup make her look sixty, yeah, ish, and, and then like, you have a thirty-year-old lead as mm -hmm. Newt. Yeah. Um, Clint Eastwood was is still making movies into his nineties, so yeah. anything is possible. Like you could just, and it could be this would have to be in my mind. Ripley doesn't go; she's in part of it, 
mm-hmm. and the the she, sh- strong... she shows up like midway or late or something like that or it's... at the beginning where like she's disapproving of newt's like um not to say lifestyle in the sense but like newt is doing space exploration stuff despite the experiences they had or whatever mm-hmm. else blah 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 um and i think you could cast like a really cool like badass mm-hmm. as the... i'd be in on that i i would just i would like if the story of ripley ended differently yeah absolutely well and that's what's so weird i know we talked about it before but like she was extremely hesitant to do a sequel because she wanted it to be done well and it was a mm. lot of like she liked how james cameron wrote the part and it was like he took feedback on things and all this stuff but like she wanted the character to die in the third one like this was like her journey with it but i just think it was so badly done again i've only seen it like twice um but it's and not I, on... I think they threw the bag at her for uh yeah for the other sequels like to where like couldn't couldn't say no which look get the bag that's fine get the like, bag always always listen don't die for anyone's money but always secure your money yeah absolutely <laughs> and again i actually like resurrection is a stupid movie but it's like the kind of like stupid enjoyable type you're not gonna watch it all the time ron perlman's mm-hmm. in it like it's just one of those like it's real weird it's real bizarre um but you know, good for her. she because she plays a she's a clone. I don't think she's mm-hmm. an android. Yeah, she's. Um, but yeah, I think that would be super cool. Like, do a direct sequel. Um, and I don't know. That'd be. It, it would have to. I'm trying to think what the storyline could be. Um. Anyway, I yeah, want more. I, I, I want to know yeah, more about more how they. For, I want more for Ripley. Just want a better ending. Yeah. That's all I want. Yeah. That's fair. Um, well, Kyle, thank you for letting me talk about this movie. Thank you for having hours. me, Caroline. I'm very grateful. You did incredible. <laughs> this is just a, a, a sneak preview to something that's coming up in a couple months. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am, Caroline, where can the folks follow you? You only you mentioned for the water cooler in passing. I would the yes. only note I had for you about hosting your first episode was you didn't talk about what you do. I didn't talk about what I'm doing. Yeah. So uh we just had our over the garden wall episode of For the Water Cooler, our lovely coworker Mary Clark, who's our hockey and all things Philly um expert came on. We do now have to worry about a potential uh curse <laughs> because she came on and they had two chances to win a game and go to the World Series and they did not they, do that. They did not. And so now I'm very concerned <laughs> that we are bad luck. But we will have to have someone brave come check that out with us and see. But we have you seen have you heard of Over the Garden Wall, by the way? I have not heard of Over the Garden Wall. I had Wall. never heard of it. It was Mary's pick. Matt had heard of it. Actually his son and him are doing a joint costume that are the two main characters from this. It's an animated Wait, series. It's a series or it's a well, movie? Wasn't there like an series. over the wall movie? That's like a, a more cartoony anime. Oh, that doesn't make any sense. Um, I, this I is to. a 10 part, um, like 12 minute episodes from Cartoon Network from like 2014. The voice acting is incredible. Two of the three leads are Elijah Wood and Melanie Linsky. Yeah. Wow. Um, I got Christopher and then Lloyd in there. Christopher Lloyd, my favorite, Tim Curry, terrifying. Oh, your guy. 
yeah anti-whisper um there's all sorts like it's it's really in the first few episodes i'm texting matt like what did you guys make me watch because it's just real weird and then Mm -hmm. but it has this beautiful through through line story um and i really enjoyed it i highly recommend it's on hulu like i said 10 10 minute episodes it's very digestible um if you have like i think grayson would love it um not knowing him personally really but like i told immediately i was like alex you gotta watch this you gotta tell jack to watch it i feel like jack would love this uh it's very like quirky funny but has humor for the adults as well very much enjoyed it um but anyway we talked about that we talked about lessons in chemistry with um my future husband just kidding uh lewis pullman he's excellent in that put him in every rom-com i'm very happy this week that bill pullman has been getting some love on twitter where we're talking about like not enough people are talking about how great specifically while you were sleeping was so yes thriving on the internet no one is 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 standing the the pullman family more than no i thank you you're doing so much for the you're doing so much for the pullman family yeah you can people people come up on the street and tell me man caroline's just doing amazing things for the pullman Pullman family and work for the pullman family anyone from the Pullman family is listening and you want to come on the podcast, hit us up. Um, but yeah, so you can check out for the water cooler every Wednesday. Uh, we are going to, we're trying to figure out, we are going to take a little like season one, season two break. So we'll take a little hiatus for the holidays, but, um, we'll work that out when that's coming up, but, um, not quite yet. So a few more episodes every Wednesday. Um, and then you can check out for the win and read all the fun content. We've got college basketball starting remarkably soon. Um, and all of the, you got new Taylor Swift album or not new Taylor Swift album, new Taylor Swift, but like old Taylor Swift coming out this week. We've got Travis Kelsey content. We've got NBA content, world series stuff. So it's very, it's a fun Michigan, time. Michigan content, Michigan content, Yep. All Michigan the... state content. Cause yeah. they're up to some malfeasance too. Just oh my God. let's, oh. let's just put that whole state in rice. <laughs> just the whole thing in rice. Uh, and, just we can't you know forget to remind folks that still well by the time you listen to this there will be a new cheese it national team of the week but as we're recording the virginia cavaliers are the reigning cheese it national team of the week for knocking off previously undefeated number 10 north carolina in football folks so the uh the biggest occurrence on the cw since <laughs> the most recent rerun of gilmore Girls. since the riverdale finale <laughs> Did you watch, did you see the clip of them reading the F Boy Island promo? No, I did not. Oh, you gotta find it. It's actually I will say this. The um broadcast was excellent. And I'm not just saying that because my team won. I heard I heard a but bunch it was of good things. Really so- good. And they had the ref cam, which was awesome, and like the game ceiling interception by James Jackson for UVA. Like actually the ref cam had like a great angle of it, and like it was ref cam was sweet. Um, but they had so we <laughs> had promo. we had Grayson's birthday party that night, and we were yeah. all outside uh, watching Spider Man Across the Spider Verse, which yep. is a movie that's on my Amazon account that you have access to and that you <laughs> still <know>. not watched. But <laughs> and I did watch uh, part we of all, the gray. <laughs> we were all outside, and I would come back inside, and we had the YouTube the four the YouTube TV like yeah. four four box up, and we come back inside and be like, "Wow, UVA is keeping it kind of close." And I would in there. go back, yeah, go back outside, watch a little bit of the movie, come back inside, whatever, and I'd be like, "Hmm, look at that, look at look that. that!" And then I came back in the final time, and it was like two minutes left. I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" 
it was <laughs> wild. Uh, it was so funny too because I did. I immediately called my mom who um, hates Carolina. She's a state grad, so she hates Carolina. So I called her and was like, "I can't believe," it. and she was like, "Oh, I didn't watch the second half because she oh, no. she literally hates Carolina so much that she was like stressed about the fact that they would like could come back and win. She didn't want to watch them like win anything, and I'm the one that will like never." text someone to turn it on because i am of the mind of like Jinx, whatever every, yeah Jinx whatever mentality. everyone's doing you have to keep doing what you're doing don't change anything but then i cheat with um stat broadcast when it's an away game it's like a media tool where you can like where they update update the stats and like plays and like all these things and so when it's an away game and i'm watching it and it's got the slight delay from streaming or just television in general the play will pop up sometimes two plays ahead and so I see the thing where it says intercepted and that's when I called her and I was like, Oh my God, they blah, blah. and then the thing updates. And originally I think they hit the wrong thing. Cause it said call on the field overturned. So I thought that they were going to call it like, and I was like, I gotta go. They overturned it. And I hang up <laughs> and then it updated again. And it was like upheld, like, you know, blah, blah, blah. Virginia is the ball, like all this stuff. And I called her right back. And so I wasn't answering any texts. I wasn't tweeting. <laughs> And the number of texts and like tags that I got, they were like, are you okay? What's going yeah, on? Our, Including our group, our group text, chat. I, it was yeah, like, it was so like sweet. Caroline's status update. Everyone <laughs> yeah, was so sweet. Like, we haven't heard from you. You went dark. And I was like, I'm fine. I'm here. Um, it was fun. Well, so, I haven't so, had that much fun so watching So happy for time. you and the University of Virginia football team, which <laughs> now officially has an FBS win. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> and first ever top 10 road win. Yeah. It, I it's mean, wild. Incredible win. Yeah, Incredible win. win. One that one yeah. that should be celebrated. And with that, thanks to everyone for listening to yeah. Big Screen Sports. Subscribe if you want. Uh, we will be back next week starting a banger of a theme month. <gasps> so excited. Very excited. Uh, if you want to know what that theme month is and participate in the live watch we're gonna do for that theme month, join the Patreon, patreon.com slash big screen sports, and we'll catch you next Monday. Thanks for listening. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.